world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patreon. journey of conversations on the fringe we're muting ourselves
Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh, and this is the Red Pill Project's Conversations on the Fringe. And we have the two over there, Mick and V. Lynn from the Patriot Party Podcast, joining me tonight. And uh, we're going to... We're gonna have some fun. We're gonna we're actually gonna go out there and we're gonna bring this other guy in. Who's who's this guy? We're gonna bring this guy in. Oh, there he is. Jim Price. He's in here with us now. Jim Price. Always yeah. making an entrance, isn't he? Ta-da. Ta-da. Jim, Jim. Oh, no sound. What do you guys mean no sound? No sound? I don't know. No sound. I see. I you got sound. me no sound? Uh, I can hear uh, audio. Let me see. Audio. Let's just check that out. Audio. I'm... Audio. I'm... Everybody, audio, 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 audio. <laughs> All right, we're good, we're good. Someone just had their volume down. All right, no Vince tonight. Vince has the night off, and he's, I think he's just, uh, he's just watching, watching, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's good to just watch, isn't it? But we got uh, Jim Price from the Jim Price Show. We got Mick and V. Lynn from the Patriot Party Podcast. And uh, we're not talking politics tonight. We're not talking the global conspiracy. We're not talking Fauci ouchies and jabby jab jabs. We're we're talking fringe shit. We're we're going out there. We're opening our minds. We're expanding a little bit. And uh, you know, I actually I had this video that I just found, and um, it, it really affected me when I when I listened to it. It was it was really really interesting. Um, actually, I, w- I wonder if I can I can play it on that. I'm just kind of. We'll play it in a little while, but you know, I, I kind of want to open this up to our our guest host here and, and see what the the tempo is because you know it's been a while since Mick and V Lynn and myself had done a show all together. I've done a few with Mick, uh, Jim. I, I see this asshole every day, so um. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I spread my cheeks only for you. Buddy. That's right. I mean, That's right. Uh, yeah. He calls me his brown eyed girl. Brown eyed girl. Isn't that exactly what that song meant? So isn't the brown eyed girl. And I mean, to me, I don't know. I was a construction worker. Every time I heard that song, that's the only thing I could think of. And I'm sure I'm way off. It's sure it's very biblical or something, right? I don't know. Is it the brown eyed girl? I mean, what? Come on, guys. I can't hear Mick and V. Lynn. One second. Oh, just just remember, just just remember that. There's no wrong hole in the Navy. So just as long as you remember that, you're safe. We, we got a group full of veterans here tonight. I mean, Jim Price is a veteran. Um, Mick served, uh, served uh, a lot of bag of dicks in his mouth. And uh, currently Jim storing two of my cheeks. All of it all over his face. Just yeah, saying. That's, that's right. That's right. You know what they say about the submariners is 100 men go down, 50 couples come back up. <laughs> Any port in a storm, right? Oh, Plug those holes. Every harbor is a safe harbor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not even coming up with them, folks. So, you know, I, listen, first, right? I knew what I was getting into when I went into the United States Navy. All right, and right. Um, I, 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 I'm a big dude. I can defend myself. Oh wait, that's not how that song goes. I'm into I'm in the Navy. Oh, in the Navy. You know, that band did such a bad motto for the U.S. Navy. Those, those assholes. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, you know, actually, I thought they actually did a very good job. I was very surprised. Ah, right, right. <laughs> Jim, you were Air Force, right? Yeah, Air Force. Yeah. F-16. Ooh, Air Force. Yep. I shouldn't say anything. My, my, my uncle is a colonel and my cousin's a 
sergeant now. So master some sergeant. shit like that, master sergeant, yeah. some shit like that, whatever. She finally got to my level. Mm-hmm. She was a like, lot longer though. It took her like well, when you suck enough poles, you finally get to the rank you need. I mean, yeah. Yeah. exactly. How does that work? <laughs> hey, Josh. Nepotism gets you a very long way in any service. So, <laughs> all right. So, well, what, Mick and Velen, what is on your mind the eve of New Year's Eve? I mean, this isn't New Year's Eve yet, right? But this is the eve of New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. What's on your guys' mind going into 2023 besides the the political drama? Yeah, you see the picture behind us? Is that Gabriel? That would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Did, that did, would be Gabriel. Did, did Mick paint that with his tongue? No, 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 no. no. no that was a picture found by Yeah, you. I found that. Um <laughs> but uh this is definitely entering an era of um interesting we had a uh, a gentleman the other night um Veland found a video the you other guys night. split this guy or did you guys share it separately or how that worked no 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 what's that we had a video he you said we had was, a guy so. it was a website in which we both read the website mm-hmm. uh, I read it once by myself she read it wants to me to hear it just to make sure I was not hallucinating what we just heard. Mm-hmm. He claims to be one of the first prophets. He, he claims to be the first witness. He claims to be Adam uh, mm-hmm. Yashadel, actually. And uh, that was very interesting when we heard that, especially the name Yashadel, because I've only heard that uttered one other place and it hadn't been anywhere around here. And I can tell you right now, that's a very interesting name to be heard. Okay. So, so yeah. So, uh, so we thought that was interesting because, you know, we've been doing these deep digs, deep dives on our, our Sunday show the last few weeks. Um, first we did, uh, the prophecies of revelations, kind of what's already, what's already occurred, you mm-hmm. know, what we can, what we can show. And then, um, and then last week we did, or, not last week because last week was Christmas, but the week before we did the Revelation timeline and presented it in a way that I think most people have never heard before. Because when you actually go through the timeline, it t- talks about you know earthquake over and over again. It's not six di- different earthquakes. It's all one. It's it's the same timeline told from a couple different, different perspectives. perspectives. Yeah. Okay. So. And like the amount of time that the witnesses preach for is the exact amount of time that the um, the woman that's fighting the dragon flees to the desert for, you know, so there's a lot of overlap there. So, so revelations, uh, so revelations is what you guys. Yeah. That's, that's what's been on our mind lately. So So do you think that we are in end times? I wouldn't call them end. I would, well, what most people would probably call end times. I don't see it as the end of everything though. I think it's the beginning of something new, but it's, Mm. it's, it's not going to be easy to get through to, to get to that, that new beginning. But no, I think um, personally, and I, I presented this uh, in that, that last True Spiracy show, that um, I think the thousand-year millennial reign has already happened, and the final battle is is coming up. And then there's no, you know, the thousand-year millennial reign of Christ is a, a finite amount of time. I think that's the hidden history that we've all been trying to discover. Mm-hmm. Um I think what's coming up now, that final battle, is probably in the next. We told we have about eight and a half years. 
Um, and, uh, and then so there is can no, do that. It's a final. I was just about to do that. <laughs> you stole that from me. I was right behind both of you. I was like, we're right there. Yeah, Kansas yeah. is echoing right now in the back of my skull. Yeah. It's, it's the final. <laughs> and we're all singing it. Yeah, Every well, single one of us is singing it. Well, you know, I, I as as much as I understand is I think that everybody from all different ide- ideologies, religions, spiritualities are all understanding that we're at this point, that we're at this this tide, the shift of the tides, this transition of an age. Um, but everybody feels that there is this ending in sight, that there is destruction coming and of the old world, of the old paradigm. And the birth of something new. And we have this group of beings on this planet, men, women, beings, whatever you want to call them, that are trying to control that new paradigm, the creation of the new paradigm, and, and usher in the destruction of the old one. And I, say, I think that's something we can all agree upon. Um, the question, really, is that what do we think is going to unfold non-politically? In 2023, how about this? In in various types of paranormal or just fringy type of events, what do we think is going to happen in 2023? I'm gonna let Jim handle this one. Well, I, I yeah, I, Jim, 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 you Jim, throw you, in, you and throw then in. I've got a story to tell you. Well, okay, so for me, guys, we talk about what we're really going to see. Uh, the idea that we're aware, the sad part of it is, is we're going to see things that most of the population will never be aware of. And I, I'm not trying to be metaphorical or sound too cryptic here, but in reality, we're we're going to see things that we cannot unexplain or unsee in ways that we've never thought of before. We're, we're seeing that already in our own, the, the, everything we've already seen through the pandemic. How is it going to be any different when they start ramping up this next part where AI and CGI and other things are literally manipulating people in real time. Uh, I think I sent to Josh, I sent a, a video of a guy back in 18, 1986 that says that they have frequency modulators that can actually cause you to eat more in a restaurant because of the frequency that they, they pump into the radio. And they have, they were already distributing that back then and they were telling the CIA they had those issues. So my problem is, is we're at 2002. And I'm going to tell you, we are we are those of us that understand things are going to see things and it's going to hurt your brain. We're already having that right now. There's too many people through this equinox that we've had the, over this last few weeks here that have seen things changing, shifting. And it's for those of us that where it will be a terrifying time. But at the same time, those others will be, you know, yeah, this guy. Go ahead. All right. Let's let's go ahead and play this. So to physically alter someone's mind from a distance. Let's watch this clip from Dr. Beck, and you'll be shocked. And what I'm going to do here is something magical. I'm going to pick up here a scripto pencil. And you'll notice when I wave it around this electrometer, this electrostatic voltmeter, not much is happening. I'm going to do something magical to this pencil. I'm going to put a few extra electrons on it, like you did in high school. Now what happens? When I have charged this piece of plastic by rubbing it through my hair, as you do with a hair comb during the day, 
we have made a field which you can measure if you have an instrument. Now I'm going to do something else to you. I want the people from the first row back, I guess some of you even a little beyond the video camera are going to feel this. This works double blind, this is not suggestion. We're going to create a three to five hertz field as Hamer did at UCLA in 1965 and we're going to ask you how you feel. Now, we're going to produce a nine hertz wave a wave is a time-varying field, and I want those of you who are sensitive to tell me what you feel compared to the three to five. Okay, you got it? I see several faces have lit up here. You felt that? Terrific. Yeah, the one, the one wave made you feel slightly low. I felt the vibration in the soul. Yeah. The second one you did, I felt the energy charge throughout the whole body. Exactly. If you saw those previous slides, we have replicated here with very simple, do-it-yourself, verifiable on scientific instruments, <laughs> waves and fields that have profound effect on biological systems. So we can go in and find out what restaurants are modifying your eating habits by giving you an adrenaline reaction which normally produces fight-or-flight syndrome. If you've paid $20 for a meal, you're not going to fight or run away. You're going to eat faster. If you eat faster, they're going to have more table turnover during a shift. This is being done. We found a number of these locations in Southern California that are doing this to us. Incidentally, they are connected with the family. They are Italian-owned. This technology has leaked down to the public. We hoped it would be a few years before this happened. Next In the slide. 1980s. Trying to actively manipulate the mood and brain waves of Homo sapiens, we first tried photic stimulus, flashing lights. We tried evoke potential from sound. We tried a number of things about which we do not talk in public. We finally developed a little device about this size that goes in your shirt pocket. I took it down, now I'm telling on myself, but I hope the statute of limitations has run out, to a couple of the major tourist attractions in Southern California, where we would have an unlimited number of subjects, free, doesn't have to feed laboratory mice. We determined that we could alter the brain patterns of about 35% of the gross population up to a distance of around 20 to 30 feet. Instead of going through the door, they would run into the door jam. Instead of walking around the trash can, they would kick it over. <laughs> They'd get lost. As soon as I found that this actually worked, and I used these to determine the waveforms, pulse repetition rates, etc., I destroyed the units because I felt we were doing a high, highly unethical thing. So I hide myself back to Washington and I said, hey, you guys, we've got a clear and present danger. Your mind is being altered every day from outside sources. And the only question left for you is whether or not you want to take control of it or let it be in the hands of somebody else. Well, that's pretty darn profound, isn't it? Well, two things I wanted to point out. One 
uh, you heard the flash bulb go off when the camera was clicking. And the other was they were using a slideshow. So I just wanted to make sure that we're all seeing that this was a way back machine for this. Anyway, sorry. But no, not, that's not only okay. that, but let's really talk about what they're talking about. They said he said he destroyed all the units. That's yeah. all bull. That's all bull crap. Yeah. OK, because the units exist. They exist right here. We have them in our hands. You have them right near you. I guarantee every single person has one of these in your pocket. That's the same thing that he's talking about. We have these little units that tell us all about you. We don't have to. That train that train your brain patterns. Literally. Um, Trip Elix was a. was CIA and he was a tech guy for them. And he will tell you that they actually have what they call an egg of you and they can turn it into a negative egg of you or a positive egg of you or an, in, an, an indifferent to the people that see your stuff. So people that will see your stuff, they can literally hate your stuff because they t- change that image of you online and people will perceive you as being different than you are. Based off of a 30 second clip, it doesn't have to be anything more than 30 seconds because why the government's already dumbed you down to that amount of time. TikTok, right? Tick. The reels. Well, listen, listen to the name of the uh, the app. Tick tock. Tick tock. I mean, does it need to be any more clear? Mm. What do you want it to say? Hey, we're going to mind fuck your soul. Watch this. Hold on one second. Here you go. There's your app. MFS. Do you want to use the MFS mat, uh, app? Is that what it is? Mind fuck your soul. Now, for people who don't know, that, that was Dr. Robert Beck. Dr. Robert Beck uh, is a Ph.D. electrical engineer. He worked for the Department of Defense as well as various intelligence agencies um, within various PSI projects throughout the 1960s and the 70s. A lot of our what we call today as psychotronics were developed by Robert Beck or Dr. Bob Beck to counteract a lot of the research that the Russians and the Soviets were doing during the Cold War. Dr. Beck did a lot of, um, let's put it this way. Dr. Beck is the gentleman that we talk about when we talk about men who stare at goats. He was the father of that program. Oh, man, really? That is the father of the men who stare at goats. I've actually been to the pens. They actually exist. And all of that shit is real. I'll tell you guys, I did 18 years uh, private contract with the Department of Defense. 18 years. Solid and I'm going to tell you that the stuff that we were doing the, for the physical security of things. So I would design and build and train the military. Whoa. Brown out. Without so you know, go back, go back to the story of 18 years of doing DOD contracting. Yes. Back okay. to that. All right. So guys, I've did 18 years of private contracting uh, for the DOD. So I did high security design, build and train the military, how to physically secure themselves from blast proofing, bullproofing, shelter in place, nuclear explosions, Blah, blah, blah. Right. Just standard stuff. I did that for 18 years. I had I was I was that guy. The guy people that had these jobs, they sought me out. I would do this work for them cradle to grave. And uh, so I'm going to tell you right now, the Capitol building, if they want to turn you into red mist before you got to touch the, the alabaster white stone on there, they could. There's just I'm just telling you right now, the security systems in the Capitol building are no no bullshit. 
And the idea that they say, oh, well, these guys got in with plastic flag poles and all this. And there's it is jet fighter canopy glass that's on those windows. It is reinforced with steel uh, I-beams. The frames themselves are completely redone. They go in. There's all these protocols. And I know it's a historical building, so don't get that bullshit all wrapped up. It's historical. You can't touch it. Yes, you can. I can make your house look exactly like it is right now, but nobody's touching you. And I know how to do that. I did it for a long, long time, obviously. Very, very good at what I was doing. But guys, uh, when we talk about how we are being manipulated and we're being trained or this or that through all this uh, tech that we've seen, just through the video that Josh just played, when we think about that, I was doing ground penetrating radar 20 years ago. And that means that we are doing that in America because we believe that the other countries are tunneling underneath our country and going in to implode the buildings that we have because that's what we do to them. So when you see these blow, buildings blow up in the Middle East, they go like this. It's because they tunneled underneath them. They put the ordinance in there. They put, took the building up and they sucked it back into the same hole. We do precautions for our buildings because we think people are doing that to us. And so when we think about the tech and the things that we have out there, there are things that I was doing that, you know, we're, we're just barely talking about now as some of the things that are getting out there that was doing that 20 years ago. Um, but Obama had us on this whole kick of, he was pulling down the tech and he was doing, making sure that everything was on solar panels, making, trying to make every building off the grid. So we would take a 20 by 30 building and spend a hundred thousand dollars just on solar panels. And that's not including maintenance or anything like, and it would take up a third of the building and battery storage to be able to then service the building to keep it off the, anyway, just bullshit stuff. But I was going to tell you all that because there's stuff that we're doing at that level uh, and within the military and different things like that, that we guys, we're, we're being fucked off the whole way uh, when it comes to this tech and everything else we're doing. And I, I can tell you, and I can add to that because I worked on the other side of that. I was on the side that we spent all the money. Uh, why? Because I was in SOCOM for 15 of my last 21 years. 21 years in the military. I spent in SOCOM. I spent either I was with CAG or I was with SF. And I started out with SF, ended up in CAG. And I can tell you 100 people what those acronyms are because I know what they are. So SOCOM. So SOCOM is a special operations command within the United States military. Uh, CAG is the Combined Applications or Operations Group, depending on which way you go with it. The Army's version. Um, it's Delta. Yeah. It is First Special Forces Operational Group Delta. Um, yeah. I spent 13 years with them. Uh, trust me, I know all of everything they do and plus some. And no, I'm not going to tell you about it. I'll tell you about what I can tell you about. And no, I'm not going to be an Eric Haney. So if you know anything of what I'm talking about, you know exactly who I'm referring to and you know why I'm not going to do that. But with that, no, it's C-A-G, Lindsay. It's not K-A-G. Um, with that, though, there are within those elements, we did a bunch of shit where we wasted a whole ton of money. And I can tell you the shit we wasted money on there. Obama, and we were shutting down bathrooms because they didn't have the money to fix the faucets or the valves on the bathroom. So they would just shut the bathroom down. This is yeah, what we were doing on mainland America during Obama. Bullets during Obama for training. So they couldn't go to the range because they didn't have any live ammunition for training during Obama. They we, we were doing uh, the training, the, the, the keep the uh, pilots at cert 
they were having to rotate pilots around on odd planes just to keep their certifications up for a pilot uh, for hours up uh, aloft. So Correct. the problem is, is that this is a real Obama was really fucking us off. I mean, and, and not in not in a special way, like what he does when he loves you and touches you in the right not, way. Not like he does to Big Mike. Yeah, yeah, no, he he's he was schooling us. He was. Yeah. So it was, and it was tough. I mean, those contracts during those years were, I, I hated it because, oh, by the way, guys, if you think that there's no special set asides for any type of minority or any of that, I worked exclusively for tribes and Indians. And I know that sounds rhetorical or like redundant, but no, like dot Indians and feather dot Indians. Feathers, yes. I had to de- identify what contractor I was working for by feather or dot. And during those times, the problem is, is there was companies that were getting contracts only because they had eight, eight you know, the HUD, 8A zone, uh, all these different special set asides because they were minority and all this other. And I, as a white guy, I couldn't, I couldn't compete with them. I just had to work for them because they would get the contract and then they would keep 10% and then sub it out to a whole nother general contractor. Because they didn't I, actually know what they were doing. They just no. wanted the money. You know, the, the tribe that I worked for for 12 years or whatever it was, or, or 11 years, they they never they didn't have an office. They just got a check deposited in a checking account. There was no there was no company. They just got the contract and someone else did it for them. From the federal government, mind you. This yeah. didn't come from like a foreign government. No, this came from the United States government. It's I couldn't a- compete. I couldn't compete with them. I kept their A rating. I kept all that stuff. I was the one that did all the work. I was meeting them. did all the meetings. They never, I don't even know who these people were. The name of the company is, I, I have, I never met them. And I got a paycheck from them though, because that's where the money flowed through because they were in a tribal and I couldn't, I couldn't compete with them because they get discounts off of their bids. So if I bid a hundred thousand dollars and they bid at $120,000, they would get the contract because of their special set asides. Hey, so like, uh, you you all think this is a joke if you do. So Arteryx, it is a climbing gear store. If you've ever seen it, yeah, it's out there, owned by American Indians. Nothing wrong with. It. I love their stuff. Right. Their stuff is way overpriced, but guess what? They sell their stuff to the federal government at cost, at cost to them. Uh-huh. And their stuff is worth money. You know it because if you go on their website, you go look at anything that's insulated on the Arteryx website, you're going to spend over $700 for a coat. Yeah. They sold that shit to the federal government for $385. Why? How do I know that? I've got four of them. Yeah, I'll, I'll go shit. pull them out. I can never wear them down here in in southern Georgia. Georgia. I'll send them to you wherever you're at if you want them. I'm dead serious. Right. They're, 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 yeah. They're awesome. Josh they're outstanding. The they're outstanding. They are the uh, the uh, what is it? The fake down. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they'll keep you warmer than shit. They're the best stuff out there. But I can tell you right now, you can't find them anywhere for under seven hundred dollars. But I got like four of them. For okay. less than 200 bucks. Well, but here's the thing, though. Now, on contracts, one thing is here's the item for 300 and some odd dollars, right? But you don't know what the administrative costs were on the backside. So what happens is, is they will say they will give you this special price on these coats, but we have like an 80% administrative fee. And then on the administrative fee, we have another. And so there's contracting in the federal government is the biggest, how do you want me to lie to you operation I have ever seen in my entire life. All it really said was, how do you want me to lie to you? How do you, okay. Oh yes. I'm the QC today. I'm also the superintendent. I'm the project manager and I'm the vice president of the company. 
Hi. Okay. I mean, and no, like, I'm not listen, laughing because no, what he's saying that, is funny. That's true. It's reality. That's true everywhere. Okay. I ran a hotel for years, years. Okay. And uh, I, I was the, the operations manager, the assistant general manager. So I actually ran the hotel. My right. boss, the general manager, was at, was pretty much signing invoices that I had already approved or, and handed to him, you know, after I ordered it and whatnot. And uh, and uh, on meetings with corporate, they just they talked as much as politicians do and did about as much work. So um, and people would call up and they would bitch because that's what happens in service. People call up and bitch all the time, right. and. I would very often pick up the phone because I, I I hated to hear a phone ring and I only had so many operators. And if I'm walking through the office and the phone's ringing, I'd pick it up. Well, the person bitching on the other end could not comprehend that the highest ranking person in the hotel had actually picked up the phone. So they would insist on speaking to a manager. So I would hand them off to some 19-year-old kid who I'd trained and be like, hey, you're the manager today. Here you go. You know, And they'd say exactly the same thing that I just said, right. but... Because it was the second person they talked to. They thought they were talking to the manager. It went over completely differently. The guy with the briefcase from out of town is always the expert. It's the person <laughs> who didn't talk first. So you walk in, you're like, hi, I'm Bill. Uh, everything looks great. Oh, thank you, Bill, for that. We knew it was looking great. Thank you. But, but, you, Bill. <laughs> but that is literally government contracting 101. I mean, you can't, you can't make this stuff up, folks. Literally, the lowest bidder is the one who who serves the contract okay no it's not because i got contracts i knew what the i knew what the see they would tell me oh you were beat by four of the contractors but um because of your 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 or your performance because i always kept a rating performances and because of uh your <clears throat> qualifications uh your company gets these 12 contracts and i'm looked at him like well how how bad were we like well you weren't you weren't even in the ballpark on the on as some of these other bidders i'm like <laughs> okay and you still gave it to us? Yeah, well, your performance is good enough. But remember, it's always the lowest bidder, right? But it's not. Time out. Time, no, no. I, I'm sorry because I I, I I have to beg to differ on that one because I actually saw it for the first time in my whole life. I actually saw it. We, my, the company I work for now. Right. I, I install garage doors. That's what I do for a living. So if you right. all want to know if I'm blue collar or not, yes, I'm fucking blue collar. I install garage doors every I day. I'm garage doors, by this. the way. I put in more garage doors than I hated every single time. I would rather slam my finger in a door. You know what? I want to know why? Because I'm not stuck behind a computer shuffling fucking. Oh no, no, I get that part of it. I'm just saying that how all the little shit that goes wrong with garage doors. People don't realize how much of a miracle those things going up and down daily. You need yeah. to fix your garage door guy. Really? I, I got my head. Trust me, I can tell you. But with that, right. I, I tell you this because we went to, I, I live close to a military installation. We went down there, we bid out a contract. We were the lowest bidder going in there. Mm -hmm. I told my boss, I said, hey, stay to the lowest ballpark that you think you can afford. He did exactly that. He won that contract. And then we got contracted to do three other doors. However, the difference is he also put you guys up as a veteran-owned business. Because, he did. Because you and, and your other partner manager. Are, are, are both, because he has a sweat, Mick has a sweat stake in the company. They, he, the owner, the general manager, and Mick started the company together. And so because two-thirds of them are veterans, they're, it's considered a, a veteran-owned company. That makes all the difference. 
Yeah. If you oh, had, yeah. it's, it's it, absolutely veteran set aside. If you had gone in there and he hadn't said it was a veteran company, there's no guarantee you would have gotten that even. At a the lot of times you can't even bid for it if you're not a veteran set aside. The one company I work for out of Tulsa, he was a Vietnam veteran, wounded Indian. <laughs> and his wife was also an Indian wounded military. So, I mean, it was like, holy crap, guys, what contracts don't you get? Like, yeah. They just, <laughs> There's printing money, like, ugh, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, but all right. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take us back on uh, off off these rails here because uh, in Josh's absence, um, he said he didn't want us to go into politics, and this is he wants us to go fringy. And I think I know where he was going because I do kind of think like him sometimes. Scary as that is, I think I know where he was going. Josh with, thinks like a girl. No, I think like oh. Josh. Um, yes. yes. Josh and I are actually all right. So, so you know, I think the first or maybe the, the first time that Josh and I met, um, it was like the second day because we we went out to we were all in Tulsa. We met in Tulsa. Um, the second day, and he and I started we started talking bloodlines and ancestors, and we found out that we're actually related like eight generations back. So we we share a great 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 great. This is like a half grandfather. Cousin. So. To Josh. So yeah, and you're frozen there, Jim. I don't know. There I'm not. Know. Oh, you're just you're just being super super still. He's being super still. Your okay. story was so riveting. I couldn't yeah, even right. breathe. Whatever. So have, anyway. we met, have we met in person? We've met in person, haven't we? Yes, we met in person. Yeah, I think we have. Uh, yeah, I you you we weren't have. there. No, the, uh, we met in Dallas. You weren't there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but I don't know that you you know our story, Jim. And this is where I think Josh was going. So here here's what I was thinking, Josh, um, with you playing that that initial video, because um, I've I've had this thought, I've pondered this quite a bit in the past year actually, as I've come across similar videos to that. Uh, what if what if this entire time the military has just been fucking with Mick? If they've just been putting these these thoughts, these images, these ideas into into his head that he's you know speaking to an archangel. What if it's just been a MK Ultra on steroids? What if it is? What if what if that's what this all is? What right. if not only is it Mick? What if it is everybody that mm-hmm. there is an artificial intelligence that is actually operating the world and it has basically entuned itself to every single person on this planet and is sending various different electrical signals to those people to manipulate them in certain ways and directions of which basically allows for the unfoldment of its reality that it wishes to see. See, I told you. Matrix. We're all plugged into the Matrix. That's all that is. You just said we're plugged into the Matrix. Like, literally, they are controlled. That is the definition definition of the Matrix. uh, In pondering this in the past, in the course of the past year, because this has come up a lot in my head in the past year, and I've actually even spoken with Gabriel about it. Not interesting. He never remembers these conversations, by the way. He's not really, he's not there when it happens, so why would he remember it? Um, <laughs> just the little daggers are nice. It's nice to see those little poison darts you throw out there. No, it's, no, no. I mean his body hey, here. Just, he's I not get stabbed here. all the time. Folks. Don't miss an opportunity. <laughs> just to... it's a, it's a, no, it's, he's he's well. I mean, I recorded it and played it back for him, and he's like he has no no recollection, no memory whatsoever. Easier. But um, I, I've I've asked about it and I've thought about it a lot, and the only thing that doesn't make sense to me is if the government was doing this to you, why would they why why would they be reconnecting us to God? So 
Firstly, is we have to define government, right? Because it, the, the literal government is not what does this. Anywhere. Yeah. And then secondly, I think that Mick and I kind and Jim, I, I believe, uh, we understand kind of how these institutions within government, these administrations actually run. Um, when you get into like the operational aspect of, of government and you want to talk about intelligence agencies, it's a fucking debacle. Um, you know, we, we, we want to think that they're organized around point and they have like this long schedule it's of events that goes out and they're like, we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And, and that's just not how things are. It, it's like chaos every day within these facilities. And you can see this within the lower echelons of government, just how like people shoot from the hip every day. They just piss away money. They have no idea what authority is. And that goes up those echelons because basically in order to get promoted in the government, you have to be an ass kisser and a dick sucker doesn't mean that you have to be competent doesn't mean you have to have managerial skills so the people that are actually getting into those high level positions they're fucking morons for the most part and so to think that they're actually have some level of skill or or some type of organization is is kind of absurd at that, at that degree so these higher level organizations that are probably running this show I would say are not the intelligence organizations, the administrations in government, but instead most likely secret societies operating within clandestine black projects, third party contractors to the DOD, DARPA, these types of things, experimental laboratories within universities, academia. That's the thing. Um, You've already said it's bloodlines. The bloodlines of families. I mean, we don't even have to worry about secret societies if we know it's bloodlines. Well, that's what I'm saying is, but th th they do this research primarily through institutions. They'll do it through education institutions, academia, Stanford, Yale, these types of things. They'll do it through privately funded organizations, Pfizer, Moderna. They'll do it through Samsung. They'll do it through Google. What, what, what do you think InQtel was all about? And so, you know, here's the thing is you don't need the government to basically do this stuff um, is if these people go out there and they fund InQtel and InQtel goes out there and funds the development of one of these things. And then one of these things is basically what they do is they just do an adaptive profile. And, and this is something that actually operates in marketing is what you do is you, you observe a person's habits and behaviors for about six months. And this is how often they're touching their phone, where they're holding their phone. And so this is exactly how they do it, by the way. This is how the Google algorithm works. Um, in back in 2015 to 2018, I was actually an expert on the Google algorithm. I searched this thing out. I developed marketing um, tactics and strategies directly for the Google algorithm. But when you learn how this thing works, Basically, you have an accelerometer in your phone and also a geolocation tracker. So it tracks exactly the position of that phone where it is on your body. Is it in your in back pocket? Is it in your front pocket? In is it in butt. the left or the right side? Is it in your front in pocket? Butt. How often do you touch that phone? How often do you unlock it? In what are your butt. codes like? Uh, how many codes do you unlock within it? Um, you know, how, how complex are those codes? What are the first apps you go to? How often are you going to those apps? When are you going to touch the, the top of the screen, the bottom of the screen? Just go to your screen. Uh, what is it? Screen time. Yeah. Remember, you get the notification. It tells you exactly what you've been doing all day or all week. But they monitor your behaviors and habits for about six months, and they develop a digital profile based upon you. What Mick was talking about is the egg. And they take this profile and from that point, they can exploit it and they sell that data to other companies, corporations and governments. And then they can manipulate you directly from that point. I guarantee you right now that if they wanted you to buy something, they could put it in front of you for about two to three days and you would fucking buy it because that's how good their, their algorithms actually are. The Jim Price show coffee mug. 
Brought to you by Josh Budweiser. <laughs> so, um, so put a can in your ass. What? Ben. Here's the question, right? I ask this question a lot. Um, and and when I say the the, the government, it's really just those who mm-hmm. govern us. I don't think the government is actually what people think the government is. Government is those who govern right. us not the people who pretend to be in charge of the country because they're fucking morons, incompetent. Hey, hey, these are great people now. <laughs> I'm have, sure they, they have, they wonderful have grandchildren. Yes, they have wonderful personalities. I want to set them up with could be people. Gavin Newsom. I mean, shit. But, okay, so the question is really, well, first off, if you believe in God, truly believe, as I do, then you have to ask, are they trying to bring about the end in order to change what we've already been told the end result is? Or is this happening as was originally planned? Or was this the original plan in the first place? And then the other question I ask of you, Josh, mm-hmm. when, when you had that experience, that supernatural experience, as it were, Extra natural experience, as it were. Really deep down in, in your soul, do you think that was someone fucking with you, or do you think that that really truly happened because you are here <sighs> in this time for a purpose? You just segued into the next video I was about to fucking play. Oh, <laughs> look at that! They're cool. Dude, like seriously, seriously, like she that was that, that was significant. Her. Okay, you so said that synchronicities that do earlier. exist. Okay, mm-hmm. synchronicities do exist. I'm gonna go ahead. I gotta do this real quick. I gotta pick this bad boy. Gonna go like that. Gonna come up here. Move this guy out of the way. There we go. We're gonna go ahead and play this video. This is five minutes long, but please listen to this. This is really important. I want everybody to listen to this. This living thing on Earth is the bristlecone pine. There are living trees right now that are almost 5,000 years old. Now, the forestry department will not say which of the bristle cones is the oldest because they don't want some douche canoe going up there and digging it up to sell on eBay. I used to spend a lot of time in those mountains as a kid. And when I was 14, I remember I had a surplus of that angry energy a lot of teenage boys have. My family had been fighting, so I decided to go work some of that energy up by going on a very long hike into the mountains and uh, launching up the side of this very steep rock face. And it was pretty treacherous, but you know, when you're 14, you're sort of like a monkey, so you don't have an appropriate sense of caution. And as I started to get close to the top of this, I found myself in a kind of a tricky spot. I'd overestimated my reach, and I'd got wrapped around this rock with my arms fully extended and my legs and feet where I couldn't see them. And as I was reaching around, the soil up there is volcanic. It's pumice. It's just worthless for grabbing hold of. And it started to dawn on me that I really couldn't go up and I couldn't go down. And I was feeling around with my feet and there was just nothing else to stand on. So I turned around to assess my situation and I was hanging about six or seven stories up. I mean, if I fell, it was minimum a broken back, but much more likely that fall would kill me. And I suddenly started to realize that I was losing my strength. Uh, The longer I waited to make a decision about what I was going to do, the worse my situation was getting. And half of my brain was telling me not to do anything rash, and the other half was saying, you better do something right now. 
And while my brain was arguing and going back and forth, my legs just said, F this, and they fired like pistons, and I reached up as far as I could, and I got hold of a tree root that was shaped like a handle. And I pulled myself up, sort of peeked over the edge to get a nice good look at what almost happened, and oh man. Whew. And I rolled onto my back next to this old bristlecone pine. That was the root that I grabbed hold of. And I just lay there literally petting that root that had saved me and marveling at the beauty of everything. And for as far as the eye could see, in every direction, there was no sign of humanity. There was no roads, no buildings, no power lines, no airplanes. Just a hawk circling in the clear blue sky and the smell of the sagebrush and the pines and the sound of wind. And I was thinking, oh, this is what it must have been like back when people were still, like they felt like they were part of the world and not separate from it. And I pulled myself into a seating position. I was sitting with my back against this old tree when I started to feel a very deep, sense of understanding of everything like I understood everything how everything was all connected in one infinite interdependent web and that all of our human concerns and cares and rivalries were just so sad and silly and yet I felt nothing but empathy and grace and then all of a sudden that the, the window of awareness and understanding started to close and I was like no 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 wait 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 and then it was gone and years and years went by, and I was at a party where I met a professor of neuroscience, and I described the story that I just told you. And he said, well, I hate to burst your bubble, but you were just stoned out of your mind. Your body had anticipated that you were going to fall to your death, so it had flooded your bloodstream with opioid neuropeptides and, as painkillers, like the body's version of heroin. And when you didn't actually need it, you were just tripping balls. And I thought, oh... What a drag. But then years after that, I had, a, I had a brilliant colleague from Mumbai, and we had some drinks, and I told him the same story, and I also told him what the neuroscientist had told me. And he shook his head very sadly, and he said, the causes of your insight do not make the observations less valid. Did you have the experience or not? I'm, I'm certain when we fall in love, there are surges of hormones and chemicals and processes that produce the euphoria. So should we just shrug, shrug it off and say, no, love is not worthy of poetry because it's all just biochemistry? Or should we embrace the joy and marvel at the experience? And I, I feel badly for your doctor friend. For all his intelligence, he belittles the profound. That tree that saved you, it was here before the pyramids. I love it. That's pretty profound. Because I, I that that empathy and grace that he described, or mm -hmm. the feeling that he described, the understanding that everything is connected. That's that's what I describe all the time as the source. Right. Um, people describe as God or but source. But it answers or, your question. It, is. it 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 does. It does. Is that um, it's not about whether it, it was a series of chemicals in your system or something external influencing you. It was you had that experience. Mm -hmm. And that empathy and that grace that he described, 
um, I feel that every single day. I mean, in the past year, my entire my entire personality has changed. My entire demeanor has changed for the better. I'm much less volatile than I used to be, um, much less quick to anger, even in the mornings. I, I do occasionally let it out, but <laughs> it's not as often. Um, I I don't panic like I used to. And we had a pretty crazy experience this morning and, and I didn't panic. So, um, the whole thing is literally life changing. Whatever caused it, I don't care Mm -hmm. because it's been for the, it's most definitely been for the better, even though I believe that we're probably going to go through some of the hardest times that anybody's experienced in living memory. Right. And let's talk about this. So face it, it with grace. you had asked me um, about the spiritual experiences I had had. Do I think that that was maybe some external force trying to influence me in a certain way? Um, it, I, I bring the same argument, and we can't say the names here, of the uh, of the 17th letter stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Is some people say that that was a psyop, that that was performed by the bad guys to basically lull humanity. And I come back and I say, even if it was, that has woken up hundreds of millions of people around the world, caused us to take over the whole information domain back into the power and control of the people, doing what we do right now simply because of that. And if that was the case, we owe them a debt of gratitude because that was the wake-up call. And so whether that negative influence or positive influence or environmental or spiritual or natural, or it was an all something created within your own biochemistry is that you can never discount someone's experience. And I think that that is important to understand is you cannot discount someone's. So my brother is a schizophrenic. Oh my God, Jim. That, that's so I'm, I'm, she was talking about transformation of people, right? And mm-hmm. what what I have to, what where I where I was and where I am. I thought I'd share that with you. To let you see a little. That's 2016. So, so. okay. So my, <laughs> I just sent it. I sent <laughs> it. You want to share that with everybody? everybody. But so my brother's a schizophrenic, right. and he at the age of 16 started to go through some very rough changes in his life, and I started to notice it of how he was going through these radical changes within his mind. And to me and everybody around him, we're like, whoa, dude, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Dude, you're not normal. And he's like, no, but I'm seeing this. And I wonder how different it would have been is if we embraced what he was actually seeing as his own experiences and helped him understand the subjective experience that he was going from that was not a confirmation of reality, but instead something that was dependent upon him. And, and so, utilize so, that for that. So wait a minute. I, I, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Who diagnosed your brother's schizophrenic? Doctors. Okay. Got one more question. Uh, what was your brother seeing? Um, so originally when it started, before they started putting him on some very bad drugs, Basically, he was saying that um, he was being abducted by aliens every night. They were probing him. Um, This happened in Ohio in the middle of nowhere on a hippie commune uh, when he was sleeping in an old tour bus with a skylight. And uh, when he came home, like it it started kind of like 
it started exasperating. It started getting worse and worse and worse. And then he got into psychedelic drugs. And like when he would get into psychedelic drugs, he always thought people were poking him with needles and injecting him with stuff. Um, but it, it started out with like alien abductions. It started out with um, like, wait a minute. What you're telling me is your brother was the original conspiracy theorist. Oh yeah. He was absolutely a conspiracy theorist. I mean, by, by technical definition, as of today, your brother was the original conspiracy theorist. And you mean to tell me you've been hiding this fact from us for how long? Oh, well, there's more. He also thought Hitler's gold was buried in my uh, great-grandmother's backyard. Um... There's probably a possibility to that. So (laughs) keep going. Gates has showed us that, that Hitler's gold made it to America. So what's the next conspiracy you're going to debunk tonight? Well, you know what's interesting about it is... um... Many of the things that he would say would make sense later on down the road, but they were perceived differently. And so my my, my idea on schizophrenia is that we all have a um, that that reality itself is a frequency that is transmitted. Like you have a con- consensus of real- reality that's transmitted, right? And you have this bell curve that comes up. And let's say that. The, the modern reality is 103.5 on the radio dial, okay? Correct. And most people are sitting at that 103.5 and some variation of that. Some of us are at like 105.7, 109, mm-hmm. right? And we're sitting here going, dude, you guys are crazy. You don't see this shit going on? And they're all like, dude, you guys are batshit crazy, right? And then you have a schizophrenic who is in between. He's in the static between channels. What if he's not? What yeah. If, yeah. Just, just throwing this out there, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's just take my own experience. Had I, what I had seen when I was a kid, everybody would have thought I was schizophrenic too. Mm-hmm. Everybody would have thought that I was crazy. Everybody would have thought that this is shit I've seen for years, folks. I've always been able to see this. Never understood why. Not until at least the last year and a half. Two years. Yes. Last two years, it's become relevant as to why I'm aware of all of this. But things I've seen, things I just can't explain. For instance, I was at a party with 11 other infantry dudes standing around getting drunk because one of our buddies, his kid, or his wife, who he thought he was fixed, just gave birth to twins, which now gave him from four kids. Now he's got six kids to take care of. And they were all his. I got six kids, man. And so we're sitting there, and one of the older kids goes into the bedroom where the new two babies are. And we're listening to this over a little wireless microphone. Baby monitor. You get a bunch of... Infantry guys around a baby monitor, I tell you what, we're all listening like hawks because we're the first motherfuckers running that door with a gun drawn, ready to kill the first son of a gun trying to touch that baby. Mm -hmm. That's not supposed to be there. We hear the older brother go in there and he, he sits there and he touches their heads and he says, oh, beautiful babies. And then he says the most profound thing I've ever heard my whole entire life. He said, can you tell me what God looks like? Because I forgot. That's cute. Wow. 
And there's 11 infantry dudes that all of a sudden just dropped their beer. And we stopped drinking for the whole night because we all went home. We said, that's something I'm never going to forget. I will repeat that to the end of my life. And I still get goosebumps. Yeah. Just telling that the story. Profound. Because to hear a kid say, what does God sound like? Because what does God look like? Or what does God look like? Because I forgot. And he's only four. four at the time. Three years older. Not even the four years. Not four even. Years older. They four were, years they were older. They were yeah. just newborns. That's just great to hear that. It, it stops everything you believe. I don't care what you believe. You can believe anything at that point. But I can tell you right now, there's two things that are real. God is real. And kids can see him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we can't. There's a reason why we can't. What is that reason that's preventing us from us seeing God? That we've that's lost our childlike minds. We've until the age of seven, we work in the theta brain, which allows us to take away from this this three and four third dimensional world we live in, and you can really see past that. That's why kids see things and understand things, and that's why they're afraid of some people and not afraid of others. I've had children literally in grocery stores just reach out for me, and I'm I'm really, I'm really good with kids, but I'm like I'm like, hey, cool, I know you like, but. I don't, so, I don't so, want to get arrested today. Yeah, this is, this, right. I, don't have, I don't have bail money on me, so please stay over there, right? So, See, our, our, our almost 11-year-old, he'll be 11 in less than three weeks. He's not, he's not lost that. Yeah, he, he has he's, it. He still, he still, he has still sees that. it. He can yeah, see it in everybody. It's and I'll he tell can you, see the bad guys and the good guys, and he tells me well, that all the time. To, to reiterate on my brother, though, is I, I think that drugs had a big – aspect of this is that we we all started drug drug use really early in life psychedelic drug use and i think that um you know that might have messed up some neural connections but um i mean there was there was more things going on he was incredibly violent he would have um massive spells of adrenaline um he would be throwing people around like 220 pound men just picking them up and throwing them across the room um, sounds like he had a demonic attachment well, that that was actually uh, uh, something that many actually thought. Oh, okay, hold on a second. Yeah. What? Oh, lights are oh. back on. Fire! Look at you go! No, 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 no! My my computer's about to die. <laughs> so the lights got brighter just before. I, don't, I didn't know they gave a warning before they died. I thought they just quit on you. Hold on, I'm still here. I'm still here. I can hear you guys. I just gotta just adjust something real quick. Yeah, that's okay. We we can make fun of you while you listen. It's hysterical. Just don't turn the audio off. Yeah, again. don't turn the audio off this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't walk away. Yeah, but no, no I didn't seriously. turn the audio off. It lost power. Well, well we're whatever just, we're you just making did fun to of you, Josh. We're just making just fun, fun of you. Yeah, because we love you. Yeah, we wouldn't do it if we didn't. Exactly. And we were dancing. We had the. We were doing. I was wiping the corners of the screen. I was getting. Yeah. I was rubbing my nipples. I was, I was doing all of that. <laughs> so YMCA. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, anyway, this. Uh, that's. Uh, now think about though. I mean, we take. We talk about ayahuasca, and we talk about. Uh, different things like that that actually, you know, mushrooms, uh, the psychedelic mushrooms that actually open up neural connections and then cause you to be able to take out the cobwebs. I, that's one way. I, if, if anybody's ever done mushrooms, I they, believe, huh? 
Uh, he's he's I been, am doing he's it been right now. I've been doing he, it. He does microdoses. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's perfect. PTSD. It's amazing. It's it, it's done amazing things. I am off of all of my between, I used to take two between handfuls. THC, CBD, of, and psilocybin. He's off all medic, all big pharma drugs. I I used to take two handfuls of medication for everything, from seizures down to blood pressure, blood pressure yep. down to my cholesterol, epilepsy, everything. Yep. And now I use pot because I smoke pot. Right. The, the, it gives me a card for it. I go pick up the bullshit weed they give me, which is all Mexican, Mexican dirt weed. dirt weed, right. straight out of the cartel. I have a guy who buys it from me because he loves it. Whatever, dude. That guy. Hey, <laughs> hey. Okay. You, you, bro. I, as I, long as you keep producing fine. the cash, I, get, I keep I get the good producing shit. the weed. It's fine. I um, give her the cash, and we get the good stuff. Right. But the point is, is between the weed. Uh, psilocybin and the right. mushrooms. That is the mushrooms, darling. And the it CBD. Is mushroom. And the CBD. Yeah, CBD, CBD is actually for your anxiety. CBD will help lower your anxiety. So you can actually take a lot of CBD. Yep. People don't realize okay. they, they, they don't take enough usually is what the problem is. They're just not yeah. doing it to the extent. Serious CBD right there. Best stuff. You know. Go get some. Yep, yeah. best stuff on earth. So the, um, the psilocybin mushrooms, when you take those in microdoses, it really goes in and cleans out the cobwebs ooh. and allows yeah. you to detach away from all those feelings and get away from that. So you do like a gram to three grams, depending on your effect and what you want. And I've seen people yeah, eat up a, an ounce of mushrooms. That's a lot. This a gram is, even, a gram that's, is a, that's, that's a full lot. trip. That, you're, you're, talking you're, about, you're talking about losing um, your mind. No, no, no. You no. do like a half gram Not even, to less like, than I that. What am I doing then? What am I doing? So I'm doing like, yeah. Not gram. What is it? Yeah, that gram. No, what is it? Yeah, a, maybe a you, a microdose is like a microdose. It's like a half. It's below a half gram. Not, oh, not so even I've, been, I've been microdosing at a gram. <laughs> well, then you've been doing some serious good. <laughs> then shit. you've been dosing. You've been dosing. <laughs> so when I go to three grams, that's the problem. <laughs> macro dose. I, I've been doing the micro doses. The micro doses literally like two, I do two grams I win. when we were on, I I on the floor. I win. Um, she was on the floor talking to dinosaurs. <laughs> no, talking to the cookie actually. And cookies. <laughs> but, I, I do three. I do one for micro and three for a dose. So yeah, no. no, I've been doing uh I, I do a it's a tincture that we were given. It's a uh, mushroom right mushroom and sassafras. Mushroom and sassafras tincture. Trash. Yeah. And uh, I, I do it's a amazing. shot under the tongue every morning. And I tell you what, if it wasn't for the sassafras, I, I would do it every day. The problem oh. is the sassafras because it'll fuck you up in your gut. You will shit weird for about a week. It's also an anti-parasitic, so it's helping cleanse out your system. We had that whole conversation last night. We had the best, uh, an awesome holistic healer on last night. Um a naturopathic doctor. Uh, Did you guys hear the news? Parasites, parasite cleansing. What's that? Hmm. Barbara Walters, dead, yeah. 93. No shit. Is she now? Hmm. Barbara Walters. She's, she was still alive? Yeah. She was like I, four jabs deep, I think. Oh, yeah. Why she made it that long? I can't believe she was 93, though. But no. Yeah. I can. You know, people used to live till their 90s. Not, it not, wasn't till so now anymore. that like when I start asking questions, like what really happened? And um, then I start getting lamb blasted on whether it's social media, but, whether it's Instagram uh, or Twitter. It doesn't matter. Oh, don't don't ask that. Don't dare no, no, you don't ask, ask that, that question. Don't ask that. 
Why not? Um, and then I had somebody uh, who had balls enough to Pele. actually Pele. go back after me and say, wait, wait a minute. They always come in threes. Pele, Barbara Walters. Mm-hmm. Who's number three? Pele? Pele died? Pele, yeah, Pele died. died. Yeah. He died yesterday. I didn't know he was alive. <laughs> I got to keep up on my... Dude, Pele, it's funny. I thought both of these shit. people were already dead. I right? did too. I mean, are we missing? Did we time slip here? Or, uh, listen, l- l- let's just, let's just talk about this because I think that this needs to be addressed. Betty White, then we're definitely in a time slip because I was going to say last year. I think the fucking world ended in 2012. I honestly do, yeah. and and yes. and this is just a regurgitation of all the shit that's already happened. Like coming, wait, I, I, like tomorrow, Saddam Hussein's going to die. We're going to be sitting here going, dude. Are we Again? in Lost? Like That's the what we are. Time? We're, in the, we're in the TV series Lost. We're in Purgatory. Is that what you're telling me, Josh? Yeah, I, I, always, I always say that our our youngest, our 11 year old, who who can, who's the most, probably the strongest empath that I've ever seen. It's insane. Wow. Um, but I always call him our miracle baby because he was conceived and born after the doctors told me that Mick like well after his expiration date. Cause you know, he had major brain surgery 18 years ago and the doctors told me he'd be dead in five years. And so our, our youngest was conceived and born after that born in 2012. Just saying. <laughs> Maybe. Mother of the Antichrist. Mother. <laughs> no, you call me the mother of the apocalypse for a reason. Maybe, um, you know, maybe you cheating death and and his birth. It's like what was that? What was that movie? Um, oh, the where one they, where, where they, they cheat. cheat where they cheat death and death comes back around. And that. Oh, um, uh, I think on like the sixth iteration of it, like the pregnant woman, like the baby has to be born in order for the whole thing to reset. The whole thing to reset. Right? Maybe that's the deal. Like you were supposed to die, and um, and the little one being born like completely fucked up the timeline. That's that's a, a good possibility. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I think that many people are, are coming to the same conclusion, especially when we start looking at the world for what it truly is, is that um, there's something there's something off. Yeah, there's something off with reality. Yeah, like there's off this um, I forgot. I just saw the video the other day. There's this Harry Potter actress. Right. And this one guy, he's a Hollywood actor. I, I don't know the what he played in, but he's a Hollywood actor. Okay. And he came out and he's like, this is weird. I wanted to talk about it. He's on his TikTok. He goes, this is weird. I wanted to talk about it. He goes, I know this woman. Like, I'm in Hollywood. I know this woman. You know, I, I've had conversations with this woman. I remember when she died, I was so sad. And then I saw this video on TikTok and I said, no way. She can't still be alive. And he went and checked and she's still alive. And she's actually starring in a new movie. And he goes, this, this can't be true. I, I remember her dying. Like, I know her. And, and this is becoming more and more common that people are recognizing more and more of these Mandela effects. Mandela effects. I, I've been, I, dude, I'm seeing them just in my research. Like, I have notes. Like, I, I will write in my notebook, like, a reference to a piece of information. And I'll go back and it's changed. It's gone. And, like, mm-hmm. I'll even write, like, website, name, mm-hmm. quote. Do you? Do you want me to go get the box? No, it's it's buried. No, it's not. It's right there. I can go grab it right now. But it weighs about a fucking ton. <laughs> What's we in the box? Every, we have every story we have ever talked about on the air oh, yeah, printed yeah. out in a box. It, multiple boxes, actually. Yeah, it's now two boxes. But, you know, that's different but because they're, they, they're, they're they, the tough boxes, but they they're change printed their out. online stories all the time. 
So And they love to go back and change the story. I have stories that don't even make sense now mm-hmm. because they've gone back and changed what the print copy was. Oh, oh what how about this? Hold on. Out on how about this shit? About it. Mm-hmm. A few changing. years ago, okay, uh, one of the guys that used to be on the platform, everybody knew him as Amicus Fred. Um, me and him were out one night and I had just watched a few TikTok videos and this was one about the Milky Way galaxy. And it was saying that, uh, where is Earth located in the Milky Way galaxy, right? And I grew up that Earth was on the outer arm of the Milky Way galaxy, okay? That we mm-hmm. are in the far- farthest out uh, reaches of the Milky Way galaxy. Mm-hmm. And this TikTok video is coming up. And it starts talking about you. Maybe you thought that we were on the outer arm of the Milky Way galaxy, which is known as the um, the Sagittarius arm. And he goes, actually, we're not. And uh, this is the new Mandela effect: is that we're in the middle of the galaxy on the Orion arm. And I'm like, no, we're not, right? And he goes on and shows videos of Neil deGrasse Tyson, Carl Sagan, all talking about how we are on the outer edge of the galaxy. But then he goes on the show. All the scientific evidence out there says that we're on this in, in the Orion arm in the middle of the galaxy. I go up and look it up. Boom, right there. We're on the Orion arm in the middle of the galaxy. And I'm like, no fucking way. No, and you can't no, find any I, record I, I whatsoever. I, any I record born, that we're on the outer arm. I was born under Sagittarius. Trust me. I've always known us to be under the Sagittarius arm of the outer galaxies of the Milky Way belt. I, I've always known that. Yeah. So so that night, Fred and I were having some beers and we're kind of going over some things. And I'm like, you know, this is crazy. And I said, you know, Fred, we were talking. I'm like, dude, I know the stars. I've been living at this house for a decade. I know the stars. I go, it was uh, about August time frame. And I said, Orion is going to rise up over here. Right. And it's uh, northeast in the northeast area or around that area. About the, above this neighbor's house right here. Well, where you were in Colorado, yeah. Where we were in Colorado. It came up in the southeast, and I started freaking out. Freaking. I took pictures of it. I posted it on social red pill. Okay. Hold on. Hold hold on. on. Hold on. No, no, no. You're going to fucking lose your mind. Stand by. I had an argument with a colonel in the Army. He was a special forces colonel. I said, that is the North Star. He argued with me up and down. He even went as far to pull up his Apple iPhone app. Right? Now, understand, he had learned the stars 30 years before I even knew what stars were. Okay? So he knew the stars long before I ever did. I told him, no, you're wrong. That's the North Star. Him and my father-in-law went after me. I, I'm telling you, with teeth out, I, I've never ever seen two men my father, more possessed. My, my father my is a merchant in marine. Life. He spent 20 years on ships. That man knows the stars. More right. in my life, I've never ever seen two men come after me with teeth out. Right? I said, "No, you're wrong. That is the North Star." They pulled up their Apple iPhone app. They shined it up the sky, like you're supposed to do. Sure enough, they're looking at the North Star. They were like, holy fuck, you're right. And I sat there and I was like, what do you want me to say? 
But that is a perfect example of the Mandela effect. Yeah. I mean, these two guys were coming after me like I had just murdered their mothers. Probably what, five, six years ago? That was like eight years ago. Yeah, okay. So, hey, you know how all all eight planets were in alignment, what, two, three days ago? Um. Okay. Right? How often does that happen? Once a year. Yeah, it happened twice in three months. Mm. Well, it's it, it's relative perspective from the Earth, but I mean, so welcome to the Truman Show. Yeah, welcome, to, welcome to the simulation Earth. We're getting ready for season twenty twenty three, and it's going to be off the hook. No, no I've had conversations. It's sweeps well, weeks. Here, That's here's the interesting thing about all of a sudden. It's sweeps so weeks. I, are trying to get the ratings up. Let me finish. Let me finish the the Orion story, okay? So we watch Orion come. I take pictures of it. I, sh I tell everybody on the platform about it. And I'm freaking out about this shit, okay? So I, like, kind of, like, learn to accept it. I'm like, okay, this must be a Mandela effect. I must have transitioned into some other alternate universe, right? Guess what? Everything's back to normal now. We're now back on the outer edge of the galaxy. We're back in the Sagittarius arm. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm fucking dead serious. Where? Since when? Since when? The last year? July? So, I don't know. Uh, we wonder, because there was... Ju July, when they turned CERN back on? Maybe. Because I got to tell you, I, uh, I didn't know we were back outside of the inner ring. Time I had heard we were stuck still on the. That I heard. Yeah, I heard. Um, Uranus is a, a Pluto is a planet again. Uranus is a planet. <laughs> Uranus. She's got a one track mind. <laughs> He's a happy man. He was in Your the navy. It's not over. All right. Hey. Holy shit. His butt plug. He's a new forty, right? Or whatever that means. <laughs> You guys are doing great. Keep it up. The yeah. like, Hey, I just want to make sure you understand this, Josh. That was the Air Force guy, not the Army guy. In the Air Force. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm seeing discrepancies. I'm like on Google. Yeah, and there's some yeah. saying that there's like some science sites saying that we're on the outer edge. Some saying we're in the middle. Yeah, there's one right here that has us on the outer edge. And then there's another one that's got us towards the middle. See, you guys do all that online shit like during your shows. I don't do that. Oh, yeah. You go out and rub two sticks in your backyard. I check myself. You'll look something up. Yeah. If I'm. But otherwise, we pretty much have everything ready. If you're in the backyard rubbing sticks together, you're not microdosing anymore, sir. You are overdosing. So this is this is directly from NASA. This is directly from NASA. And we are in the Orion Spur. Right there in the middle okay. of the galaxy. Wait, wait a minute. The first problem with what you just said is NASA? you said it was directly NASA. from NASA. Was that funded a by Disney? Nationally <laughs> funded. Hey, Josh. Should I tell? Hey, let me ask you a quick question, guys. About this that. must be the truth. <laughs> NASA. Um, you're telling me that Elon Musk is still trying to get those rockets to come back and land every single time perfectly, but yet we never lost one lander. Jim, on I explained this to you the other day. I, I still do. We are 100% landing and taking off on the moon every single time with a watch calculator's worth of calculation computing power. Come on. So I, I, have, a they lost the technology I have a question to go for to that, the moon. right? What happened to Why that? Why is it? 
why is it supposedly all we can see if you're looking from Earth to the moon, right, with a powerful enough telescope? Supposedly, you can only see one lander site. Now that I only say well, that you can only ever supposedly, see one side of the moon. I only say that supposedly because supposedly we can only see one side of the moon since my wife just just decided to jump in I'm good like, like that. halfway through the middle of that. Well, you get to the it point faster. Didn't let me finish the to. other half of it, <laughs> which is the other two sites should also be visible to man's eye from the earth. So now my question becomes, where are the other two lander sites? What do you mean two? How many times did we land on the moon? Three uh, times total? No, we landed a total of six, supposedly six, three that we can see visibly to the naked eye, supposedly. Hmm. Sounds good to me. So my question automatically becomes where are the other two lander sites that we can supposedly well, were see? Were they in craters? So you can't see them? Bullshit. You're supposed to be able to see them everywhere. You're supposed to be able to see that flag flying high. That's yeah. what I we were told. I, I thought they were Apollo 11, Apollo 14, Canada. and Apollo oh, no, that was 17. Those were that the three Canada. that we New were Mexico. supposed to see That's where it is. from the Earth. Well, no, was, I think that we went to the moon, but everything fun. that we've seen in the sense of photos and videos is garbage. You mean awesome. the remote camera worked when they were landing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mean taking off? They were leaving, and the camera was live streaming from the moon. Oh, it taking off, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is real time." And I'm sitting there going, "How did you do that?" Yes. <laughs> First of all, it's like nice wireless technology you have there. That's why it's twelve minute delay on that signal from the Earth to the Moon. So I'm sure that was live, and it's not even an automated pan. You can tell it's some dude holding a camera going like this. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a crank on the side of it. <laughs> you can see that elbow ratchet. <laughs> now, I do believe we went to the moon. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that I that any of the footage that we've seen from it is true. And you want to know one of the reasons why I think that we've been there, but none of the stuff that we brought back or anything like that Transformers. is that China just went. Disguise. China oh. just went to the moon and brought back a whole bunch of samples. And within the samples, they found in the first ever newly discovered mineral that is full of helium-3, a new energy source. And why the Funny. fuck, out of the tons of stuff that the United States brought back, did they discover this? Okay, so, but helium-3, a new energy source. Do you, do you remember that the movie, uh, what was it? Uh, the Coming Race? Um, oh, I thought you were going to talk about the Manhattan Project. No, 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 no. Because in, the Manhattan Project that, talks that, about helium three. In that campy ass movie, The Coming Race, that the Nazis have helium three, um, uh, like factories on the the dark side of the moon. No, you're uh, talking. It's not the Coming yeah. Race. It's um. You know, it's, yeah, that's the subtitle. Where, where the Hitler's riding the Tyrannosaurus Rex and shit. That's the second yes. one. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, second yeah. One. yeah. The first one's called the second, the coming race. The second NATO. That's I mean, it's the same. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> it is the same thing <laughs> because that's a weird <laughs> class B sci-fi bullshit that these I two are into. This shit. It's fantastic. So let me ask you this is I talked a little bit about this this week. Uh, fusion. They were able to successfully do fusion. What are your thoughts? Mm. Since Cold 1986. 
Okay, didn't Val Kilmer do a movie about that? Yeah, because we've been able to do cold fusion since 1984. Uh, 1984. I thought it was fusion GPS. Why don't we talk about that anymore? Oh, it's <laughs> politics. Never mind. Well, it's politics. Now it's hot we can't fusion. Talk about that. Now it's hot fusion because they, they want to be hot able to. Fusion. Hot fusion is centralized. Cold fusion would be decentralized. And if that's about well, to get out. Yes and no. I mean, you have LENR, low energy nuclear reactions, uh, Lennar cold fusion, and those mm-hmm. are getting pushed out to the public. Uh, but the fusion one is significant because they have like a uh, 180. No, they have 220 percent over unity on these devices. Now, do you understand that? Like, if we look at the evolutional branch of humanity, we can look at various different technological advancements that has basically spawned us into the next golden age and such. And so, this mm-hmm. fusion yes. development that is being released to the public now—I think it's been around for a while—that's being released yeah, to the it's public been around for twenty years at least—is one of those evolutionary jumps for mankind. Like, this yes. is going to take us outside of the solar system to other planets. It's going to take us to Mars in just a few hours. It's going to take us to it, Jupiter in a few days. It depends. It depends if we can figure out plasma fusion, because the, the okay. next big jump is the plasma side of that because you have to figure out out of this atmosphere propulsion out of this atmosphere propulsion you have to dispel something to push you oh no no they have uh what's called ion ion thrusters or ion thrust propulsion exactly which is a plasma based propulsion system which again requires a plasma base for it i i know of at least not if you are able to bend gravitational force that's not necessarily true with what they're developing here so basically what they what they're doing is they're electric they're electrifying hydrogen protons and they're sending them out and that's not a plasma that's more of a just a heightened state of a of a proton but you, you could do it with plasma propulsion as well but that would be much harder because you would have to create the plasma. Then you would have to have a sustainment. You would have to have some type of fuel supply. Uh, even with this is why H3 helium is so important because this is one of the things that helium-3 could be used for is a H- fuel supply for the ion thruster engines. Or a plasma-based ion thrusted engine. You're absolutely right. right. I completely agree. Well, and, and, and you're right that, are- that if you had a sustained plasma reaction – um, all you would need to do is shoot your fuel across that and you have your ion thrust. I, oh. I, I, under, I understand exactly what you're saying. Because the Navy was the one, you motherfuckers were the assholes that designed it. Yeah. Stole it. Well, <laughs> stole it from the Air Force, whatever. You want to know what I think we need? You know what I think we're going to need here? We're going to need fucking plasma guns. We're going to need electrical, electrical <laughs> bolt guns. Isn't that what they had in Star Trek? Yeah, we're going to need phasers. phasers to stun. Phasers. Dude, look, have you seen these robots they're making? Yeah. Have you ever thought about I have what a buddy of mine who owns one of those robot dogs that they can use artillery with, or not artillery, but a um, uh, gun on. I have a buddy of mine who owns, owns one. He does security. You're going to put stuff. a 12 gauge in the back of my German Shepherd. It's, it's creepy what it can do. It jumps out of the back of the truck. It, yeah, I got a 150 pound half grown wolfhound. This is a robot. You can put a gun on him, and let me tell you something. He'll shoot everything moving. He's got a freaking Velociraptor claws. Well, when they were talking about, uh, what was it, California was going to do that, but they voted it down or something to the robot dogs. But they're real. But but so think about this, is that with the the, the level of technology that's coming out, robot technology, this type of thing, killer dogs, kamikaze drones – 
You need mm-hmm. some type of electric. You haven't seen these kamikaze drones in Ukraine oh, yeah. and Russia? Oh, yeah. No, we've seen them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. oh no, so, I know about Yeah, yeah. So you, you need some type of electromagnetic gun. Why? Well, well the rail gun, if you think about what the rail gun was oh, proposed okay. for, the rail, rail gun was proposed for an ele- electronic or electromagnetic force behind a steel propelled mm-hmm. object. Well, okay. steel or nickel, Next, nickel cadmium. Nickel, yeah, what, whatever the ongoing soft metal was that day. But they could launch it. You could launch that motherfucker from a distance. Yeah, 6,000 miles would, per hour. Yeah. It, it would hit its target dead on. Um, my question is, is what telemetry were they using on the round? Because if it's a flat earth, you were actually just pointing at it and shooting the trigger that's all that really mattered it's not a flat earth buddy <laughs> yeah it's not i'm just saying it's not possibilities are out there so mick if, if it's a flat earth what is pulling the the bullet to the ground that's a great question because gravity is only a theory so i'm asking where the law is because there's no law in a theory that i've ever heard of well theories are are dynamic so they're ever changing but a theory oh, is well, a set of no, no, no. Now, not the theory of gravity. You just yeah. Oh, it most certainly is a theory. It is not a. It's a law based on what? It was a based on a theory. It was not a law based on anything Mick, else. Mick, Mick, let me, let me help you out here. All science is theory. Okay, <laughs> all science is theory, and theories are built upon observable observable phenomena, empirical data that is repeatable through ir- uh, experimentation that has been set down as a set of postulates, okay? With gravity, we don't need to know what it is. We know how it works. And this is seen in rocket technology and propulsion okay, technology and I'm shooting gonna, rockets to so the moon. I'm going to argue your point, 100% your point. Go ahead. That was I have been taught to fly, fire a round from a 7.62 rifle from mm-hmm. a mile away mm-hmm. okay i know exactly what it takes i know exactly the the equation spin drift it equates to everything to include the curvature of the earth no there's not much Tell curvature me. at that that distance but okay at a mile at six inches per foot yeah there's there's a no. bit of curvature the, the curvature is insignificant at that range because of the rate of gravity is going to overcome so, it by a significant amount my question is is when i fire that round using the equation i hit the target when i, when I fire that round cold, cold barrel shot cold barrel shot no Ooh, bullshit. So cold in no here. Like, I'm just like, hey, I'm putting the fucking buttstock in, in my shoulder. I'm looking through the scope saying, yeah, this looks about right. Why am I still hitting the target? <laughs> no math involved. Still hitting the target. Because you're an expert marksman. I'm, I'm good at what I do. Yeah. I've heard that before. It's instinctual. So I ask the question, why is it when a boat on the ocean fires a laser over 3,000 fucking miles, mm-hmm. that laser still hits the target, and there's... Okay, the what, what boats are shooting a laser 3,000 miles? US a laser. What, what U.S. Navy boat is shooting what lasers? Laser beams that bend. Destroyers? 
Okay. Destroyers that say, hey, look, we're going to hit this target dead on. How do you know that? Well, I have a laser guided distance. How do you have that? That's impossible. Wait, are you talking like a tomahawk? The laser yeah. being, is being oh, painted oh, oh, by Stop, Donna. stop. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This, these are systems I worked on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So explain, please. Yes, I will I'm explain. Hear this explanation because all I've heard is it was a laser that told me. Oh, it was a laser that told you. So th- there's a few different methodologies that can actually happen here. Number one is you've seen this with SF forces where they actually have a laser that they pin on a target and... Various different types of missile systems can actually pick up that laser and detect it on the signal targeting and hit that. With a with a tomahawk and such, like long-range missiles, um, ICBMs, these types of things, they're utilizing satellite navigation. So that when it's launching off that ship and it goes and it takes off and it's flying for 100 miles, it's being navigated by satellites in the sky. When it gets close to range proximity of an actual target... That is through geopedition or actually someone on target, on-prem, that is lighting that target up, showing them where to hit. That's, that's, that does not do anything for your argument. Because it doesn't mean. I know exactly. It does, because they're not shooting lasers 3,000 miles on a, from now, a ship around the Earth. It is, what that means now is that there were U.S. soldiers and U.S. sailors and or U.S. service members on the ground at the time in which some of these tomahawks would have been fired, in which case we were told. Or, were or there's a, in a there's an, a, there's a, a Hawkeye over top. There's a plane over top mm-hmm. lighting it up from the air. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways that this happens. Oh, yeah. I won't argue that because I've seen. Right now, we launch, we launch drones from the United States that are flown simply through satellite telemetry all yep. the way across the world. We yep. got one of their pilots right there in the chat. He's a Reaper pilot, and he'll tell you, oh, you the Earth's not flat. He's pilots. also a real pilot. Hey, ass clown. Wow, I didn't know you are a ass Reaper clown. pilot. Ass? Really? Yeah, because one of the call signs that we called all the time was ass clown. Ass clown. <laughs> ass clown. Josh wasn't in the service that long. Come on now. That was the Reaper pilots that we called Ass Clown Six Seven. That's who I always called for. When I, I was, was asking, I bet he was Ass Clown One Six. <laughs> I bet he was Ass Clown. But no, listen, sixty nine, baby. <laughs> but listen, listen. The the flat Earth argument. David Whitehead and I are doing a show next Wednesday on this on flat Earth. Um, oh, gonna I'm gonna watch that. The Earth is not flat. Actually, um. I think it's a a plain hollow and a globe all at the same time. And so, a donut. So so I got I got something interesting for you. Okay, I do I do think in hollow earth theory I think that there is some credence to that. Okay, mm-hmm. but we were talking the other day and someone said if this is an actual simulation and the artificial intelligence can control the simulation individually, then here's the thing is maybe flat earthers are right in that in their reality that is being projected by the simulation, the earth is flat. And that globe earthers are right because in their reality being projected by the simulation, it's round. Come on, Matrix. Don't push too hard now. You're gonna so now, now I ask both of you a serious question because what you just said, because what you just said sounds absolutely so fucking crazy. But no, but it's so real. It does. It does. It makes sense. But now I ask you to explain that. Explain that. That's interdimensional. 
Oh no no no! That's not something. That, you that's a that's a that's a different uh, simulation. <laughs> it's a crossover. The problem is is that it, you simulation. Yeah. Even the dude to went the to the the dude first. went to the app store and picked up some new merch before he came into this game. Go ahead, Jim. Sorry. The the video that we talked about in the very beginning of all this. If we can be modified through frequency in the air. And we understand that words have meanings and that those words are articulated and causing a vibration that affects everybody differently. Someone hearing my voice could be completely, it's pleasing to them and the other person's irritating or whatever it is. The thing is, is we know that we can do that with our voice and we know that we can do that with our mind and our heart. Honestly, when we say that we're in the matrix, we're creating the matrix ourselves. We are having, we're having the experience that we create around us. And reality, it's individual. And even though we talk and share those ideas, we share those ideas, we start to draw in a reality that's similar. So we, we bring more people closer to us that think or see the same things we see. It's just like people, not everybody's watching the show, right? We don't have 360 million Americans watching the show right now, right? Because there are people outside of our sphere that see things differently than we do. And so in reality, our consciousness is creating the reality we see individually, but then we bring others into it by touching their reality as well. Dude, I, I, so I don't disagree. I, I have a question for you on that because there are a number of pilots that have, and my brother is one of them, who have come out and they have talked about some of the things. My brother used to fly F-14s for the Navy. Okay. He flew F-14s for the Navy for over 14 years before he finally got out and he said, I'm not going to be an airline pilot and whatever he's a nerd he's an uber nerd but i asked the question yeah, he works on transhumanism projects yes um but i asked the question because what about all these things that navy pilots have been seeing for like years that we're just finding out about now another like, part of the simulation shit like what part of the simulation does that fit into i guess is the question because that doesn't seem like shit we should see and then I asked the question, what about other people like, for instance, me? I'll, I'll give a perfect example. Somebody that's seen something that they probably shouldn't have. I've seen a lot of shit. And I, there's a reason why we put that picture up there. It's not because it's fun. It's because it may have been something I've already seen. So I asked the question, why was I able to see that? What part of this makes any sense to anybody i don't think as humans we're ever going to understand it until it's way past the time of expiration i'm just saying that's just what okay, I, so, I so do you understand that there's we think of things in different planes right and Correct. so uh, us as a three a three-dimensional being can barely understand the fourth dimension uh, and much less the fifth or sixth dimension that we know that actually exists so in reality, when you think about an ant and its dimension, or you think about something that's even inside the earth that thinks it's the entire world, or something that's a microorganism uh, in a glacier that's living in its own little sphere of oxygen and everything else, inside of that, they think they are the biggest and greatest thing, right? Correct. So in reality, we actually, uh, I'm starting to lose my train of thought on this, but <laughs> I don't know where I was going. Yeah, I forgot. Right on. I should, but we're... We, we are, are our own reality and we predict or we project our, our reality based yeah. upon what our life experiences. But if we bring each other into this, we become our own sphere of energy. So the more that we talk and gain, uh, gain the, the unilateral conversation of understanding each other, our universe actually grows greater and it grows stronger within ourselves. So our own energy can affect the energy around us outside of that and we draw it into ourselves. So the greater we come, the more we come together, the greater we become. 
Back to the concept yeah. of source energy, because we are all at the core energetic beings right. and we are all we are all connected to each other, to every living thing through that energy and connected to the source of that energy as well. So um, you are me and I am you. People, but as yeah. as we interact with people. Uh, yes. Yeah, so bring bring some bring some Heinlein in there. Um, but uh, as we interact with people that the the energy exchange between us grows stronger, whether it's a, you know, physical or, or metaphysical interaction, virtual, whatever it is. Um, and, and that's expanding the, your own personal universe, but that's also why things like manifestations is possible, or, uh, that's why prayer is possible. That's why genetic memory is a thing because we are all connected. And if people that are connected pray for something, they are manifesting that reality within their own reality. So then I have a very serious question for both of you because you both seem to understand the same thing. So then I have the most delusional question of them all. Mm -hmm. Why do we see different timelines? Because we're in different timelines. How is that possible? You're if in you're all timelines infinitely all at the exact same time. Exactly. And you, and you, I am you and you are me, you are you seeing me and I am me seeing you and I, we observe each other. So then we become Isn't that the lamb chop song. No, that's what I was about to ask. Because Actually, we, I was going to say, so get him a rinky rinky dink, get him a rinky do. We each inhabit our own individual timeline. And sometimes those, those timelines cross over with other people's timelines. And sometimes they they go along parallel to each other. And sometimes they split off for a little bit. And other but, timelines end because they're over. And so then you uh -huh. split back up. Yeah. But everybody has their own individual timeline. So I'm metaphysically static free is what you're saying. Oh, <laughs> well, it's because you just bounce in your laundry and that's why you're static free. There yeah. we go. Okay. Finally, somebody so, got to my joke. Jesus Christ, took forever. So a few things. Number one is, is why does he look like that behind you, the angel? Um, he 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 stopped off at the app store. He got a whole bunch of cool new NFTs that you don't have access to yet. Yeah. That's what happened there. Number two, Aaron Valenti. <laughs> Do you guys know the story of Aaron Valenti? Mm-mm. So I'm sure you're gonna tell us. Tell me about it. I am gonna tell everybody. Aaron Valenti was found dead in the backseat of her rental car on a residential street in San Jose's quiet Alameden neighborhood um, in 2019. Her be parents believe she suffered a manic episode shortly before she disappeared, telling them in a phone call that it's all a game. We're in the Matrix. Valenti was a chief executive officer of a Salt Lake City-based uh, app developer, Tinker Ventures, she was last heard from on October 7th when she went missing and missed her flight home. Tinker Ventures, by the way, was funded by a company known as InQtel. Mm -hmm. um, she was there in California at a conference. Um, and by the way, she had DARPA contracts. And so she was there for a tech conference. And she had a meeting, came back from the meeting called her dad in a panic rage from her car and told him that none of this is real, that we're living in the matrix. It's all a lie. And she died soon after that. Mm -hmm. I believe it. Oh no. It's, it's it like literally happened. No, no, literally. So I asked this question and I'm dead serious. 
because so many people have said we're crazy. I, I used to work for the government, and the two gentlemen in the screen with me used to work for the government. One more time, the CIA killed JFK. Yep. The CIA just admitted they killed JFK. What else do you need to hear that you're not being fed the truth? We're trying but to what give if they you didn't? We've what what if aliens to... killed CIA and the CIA just covered it up and blamed it on themselves? The Jews killed the CIA. You know that as well as I do. Ye knows it. Everybody knows it. The Jews killed the CIA. It's just what happens. My point is this. What else do you need to hear? We're, I just we're, want to know that you love me. That's, 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 if you just tell me you love me. Where where else do we have to go? We've told you that the CIA killed JFK. The CIA care. came out they and admitted care. they killed JFK. They don't care. Think about it. Who would care? Who honestly at this point? Okay. Um, the I don't worry about keeping the electric on. Much less worrying about who killed JFK. People that were alive then, the boomers. I wasn't alive then. I, exactly. They they care because they remember it was it was the the first for a lot of them, seriously impactful moment of their life. Everyone remembers that was alive where they were when they found out that JFK got shot, right? Like we all remember where we were when 9-11 happened or when Princess Diana was killed or whatever it was. I was alone inside my dad. Princess Diana's dead? With my mom. Yes, or the Challenger exploded, that that kind of thing, right? Uh, Impactful moments of of your life. So, but for, for anyone that was born after that, except for freaks like you and, you know, probably you guys on here and Corey Hughes and, you know, (laughs) Things like that, like for the most part, it, it's a it's a visceral thing. Like everybody's always known that Lee Harvey Oswald didn't fucking kill JFK. Like everyone knows that that the CIA did it or the Jews did it or someone did it, but it wasn't who they said it was. So it's kind of like, okay, well, all right, fine. You, you okay? You finally gave that information up. Fantastic. What are you going to tell us next? That that aliens landed at Roswell? No shit, Sherlock. No one cares anymore. Okay. They've got us too busy. They got us too distracted. Hey, hey, so everybody here knows Marla, right? I'm going to sit down. Marla? Who's Marla? You guys all know Palladian Marla? Yeah. Yep. From the Clay events. Everybody knows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to invite her. She's like, she's laughing at us right now. But we've all met her. I know Jim knows her. You guys know her. So just everybody say hi, Marla. She's out there. Hi, Marla. Hi, Marla. Palladian Marla? Yes. Yeah. You'll know her. I met her. I, I remember her. So if I remember her, I know you do. Like Palladian Maria. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. All right. So we have two options. We can continue here in stream. Or we can switch to Zoom and go to Fringe After Dark. What do you guys think? It's up to you. Ah, we can stay here. This is fine. We're gonna do fringe after dark guys here in a little bit, okay. and uh, we'll, we'll go to that. But we're gonna we're gonna stream for a little bit while a little bit while yeah. longer. So I actually want to talk to you guys about this Romans twelve two. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, this has been like the most I think the most uh, revealing Bible verse ever. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Think about that. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Do not conform to the influences that are being perpetuated towards you, the information that is being thrown at you, but instead renew your mind with that information. Filter it, understand it, utilize it, evolve and grow. 
filter everything through the understanding of life, death, and God's kingdom. Sure. That's that's what I was told. That everything true understanding comes when you filter everything through life, source. death, through source and the kingdom of through God. Source. source, right? So life, death, and the kingdom of God. Yep. And so we we talked about Bob Beck earlier, right? Mm-hmm. So watching Bob Beck's videos, this came out, and this is for everybody out there who's wondering. This is a patent that you can find on Google. The patent number is US 466-5898A. All right? And it's called the malignancy treatment. A body part of an animal affected with the malignant cells, cancer cells, is disposed within a magnetic coil and subjected to polarity of magnetic field pulses. The pulses have an intensities of between about 1 and about 100 Tesla and characteristic frequencies of about between about 5 and 1,000 kilohertz. The pulse magnetic field selectively inactivates and or destroys malignant cells with relatively little damage to normal tissue as compared to conventional radiation therapy procedures. Trifenbendazole, CBD, and uh, um, B17, and you'll be straight. Cancer is caused by parasites. Eh, not, no, I, I disagree yep. with that. I, I think that there's some truth in that, but it's uh, not not all cancers. You're but, right. But how about this? But all. But how about this? But all cancer can be can be cured by frequency. True that. It, did you know that? Um, it is. I'd say a combination of frequency and. Uh, well, that that was a patent know, I just read you. That's exactly you what that know, thing Josh, was for. That you are uh, that you are cancer resistant. You are virus resistant, and you are not clonable. I don't know about Jim, but I know I, uh, you particularly. Yeah. What is Rh negative bloods. Mm-hmm. Cancer resistant, virus resistant, and not clonable. You know why you're cancer resistant? Because parasites can't live in a copper rich environment, and our mm. blood is copper based instead of iron based. That's why I drink out this copper cup. <laughs> I know. It's because it keeps my vodka colder. That's why I drink out of a copper cup. I don't know. About you, I, but I took the made sure that there's uh, no finish on the inside and uh, made sure that the water uh, I keep in there all the time alkaline water. In copper, and why you lose lose the uh, color in your hair is because of copper deficiency. The moment you start getting gray hair, you are more susceptible to getting a heart attack uh, instantly because of copper deficiency. I watched it too. Right after you told me that, there's a video on TikTok, and it, it said the same thing. I was like, oh my really? God, you must have been right." <laughs> so, did you go immediately and start taking ad- administrative amounts of? copper it's especially important for you to take copper josh because i mean people without copper based blood don't get enough copper as it is and copper is a very essential mineral you can't absorb Um, zinc unless you have copper in your body and and people that are that are rh negative that have copper based blood we have to take like i take a copper selenium supplement every single day um and uh i stopped actually you're right i stopped getting gray hairs my my hairdresser was like what what happened you can regain yeah. the color in your hair by bringing the mm-hmm. copper back in your body. Mike, okay. uh, Jimmy Mikevitz talks about this. We, we spent two hours with me and uh, Jeff Adams. We sat there and talked about copper intake and how all these benefits and just she was running through all the physiology of what copper does for your body. And it's amazing to see. Uh, colloidal copper is actually a good way to take it, other copper supplements as well. Mm-hmm. Colloidal copper. Good good call, well, Jim. We've been doing colloidal silver. No, no, we've been doing nano silver. Or nano silver. Well, colloidal no, nano silver. It's not colloidal, it's nano. Remember, he was talking yeah. about there are three different kinds and he chose the nano. Okay. Over the colloidal because yeah, nano silver great. will actually reheal your teeth, like will regrow your teeth. 
And yeah. iodine, you got to put iodine in there. So iodine is a mineral that helps you absorb and reset your thyroid. So real Lugol's iodine should be taken. Yeah. I take a dropper full every day and first thing in the morning, first thing I do. Iodine is especially important in the South because uh, the the humidity and especially being close to the sea leaches the iodine from your body. So that's why um, people in the South, especially are supposed to take iodine supplements. And if you can taste salt in your food, you don't have enough salt in your food. And I know that sounds completely opposite of everything your body has telling you right now. You're like, Jim's full of it, but it is not true. If you can I'm taste salt in your salt, food, you don't I have enough salt. Mm-hmm. If you think it's too salty, you need to add more salt because it actually will go away. When you start getting the right salt intake into your body, which is where the, what's the first thing they do to you in the ER? Bag of yeah. salt water. I mean, yeah. what are you doing the, in, the, in, the, in the ambulance? Bag of salt water. Why? Because your body starts communicating and actually operates the correct way. That's why you feel better a lot of times when you go in there. They juice you up and then you walk out and then you deplete later on. You feel like shit. Yep. yep. That's why they put salt in Gatorade. Or all, all your sports, all your sports drinks. It's got even electrolytes. Water. Yeah, it's salt. Yeah. So, no, it's just electrolytes. And if you just can get um, uh, I, uh, what Celtic salt, uh, I know Whole Foods does carry a Celtic salt, but it has three mm-hmm. other trace magnesiums that you don't get anywhere else except for in Celtic salt. That's why it always feels a little wet. It seems a little crystallized, but it's super great for your body. And you should take a teaspoon in the morning and teaspoon. If you have a migraine, take a teaspoon of, of uh, 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 Celtic salt and drink it because what it is, it's an electrical impulse issue in your brain. It has nothing to do with pressure, like they say. It's actually you not having enough salt. There's this weird thing that we get. It's a uh, sea salt thing that you rub right. on your body. You wash with it. Right. It's supposed e- to hydrate yeah, your e- skin. Epsom salt. It's Epsom, Epsom salt. salt. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. an Epsom salt mix, and, in, and you rub it up. I'm telling you right now, I, if you no, got a migraine, Epsom, you got a sore salt. Epsom salt. The reason I've had you on Epsom salt for two years is because it's a uh, a natural heavy metal detoxification. Yep. So I've been having you use Epsom salt for two years Wrong, to leach heavy metals out of your body. I if do these things and you have no idea. Like I put turmeric in your food. You have, why do you think you're swallowing? Yeah, turmeric, down? Yeah. Put fucking arsenic in your food. You have no idea. I had my first I put bag of dicks in your food and you ate that too. So you're fine. I've been giving him CBD for years. You had no idea. My first ex-wife was putting fucking goddamn any freeze in my food. Well, she and now I've a, got this she one, and she's putting everything else. I'm putting the stuff that's actually healing you in right. your food, okay? The, the food that I am growing for you. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, man. Oh. Hold on. We're, we're going to play this clip brought to you by our sponsor. One second. Pfizer? Pfizer. Hold on. Hold on. That one's, oh, that one's not going to work. we got to go back one. That one had no volume on it. Here we go. For the last time, I'm pretty sure what's killing the crop is like watching it go across the screen. <laughs> He's watching it by himself. Hey guys, watch me watch this video. Wait a minute. What you're saying is that you <laughs> oh, want us Oh, I didn't share it with you guys. Water. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> water. Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but but yeah, that's the idea. But Brando's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Okay, look. The plants aren't growing. So I'm pretty sure that the Brando's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. Well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. Hey, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, look, you want to solve this problem. I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brando's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's... What 
they use to make Brondo. Yeah, but why did they use them to make Brondo? Because Brondo's got extra legs. <laughs> because he's got Brondo. <laughs> it's got electrolytes. What movie is that? What is that? Idiocracy. That's a that's a, a, a prophetic documentary. <laughs> a lot of the stuff's happening now. Jeez. <laughs> the time machine. Come on. It was. <laughs> That's coming next. Someone else is someone's gonna like dig up HG Wells's actual time machine. Oh my god. That'll be fun. Oh, we're so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> End of the world's near, folks. So Hold on. We, I gotta get in the cool kids club where time travel is like one of my buddies' mission. <laughs> and we're gonna go do some time travel. You wanna go? Sure. Here's here's the, here's the deal with, with time travel. You can't oh you can't only go back, right? If we each inhabit our own timeline, then then you can you can skip like, you know, you say that, uh, oh, man, like that day, that day just flew by or man, this day is just dragging on. Right. You are you are speeding up or slowing down your own timeline. He you does. Can, you can highlight time. You can skip time, but you can only go forward. Um, unfortunately, you can never. But what if time travel is just observational anyway? And you were never able to interact with what the, the timeline itself. And it was really just observational, which means that any given time we can do time travel in meditation the vatican's had that for decades so then why do we need a machine to do it when we have the machine right here and we are we are source you are the most advanced technology in existence in the universe jim well, you can transcend were. time they and were. space you guys, you guys are counting on me for this <laughs> we, we were until biosynthetic nanostructures started um self-assembling inside people so you're now, what do you think we are you, you use tech words and fell you know super technology robot thingies so I, so what if what if what if the whole so, so think about this for a second hold on nanostructures think about it so i i talked about this the other day dr bashir kaku wrote a book called um hyperspace right and it's a very fascinating book that brings about this ultimate paradox right and, and the ultimate paradox is this is that humanity becomes highly technologically advanced and they start storing information in the space between space, in what's known as hyperspace, right? In the cloud? In the actual literal cloud, in hyperspace, the hyperdimension, the hyperdimensionality of of space. And they develop this supercomputer, this AI, and they store it in hyperspace. And a father and a son are traveling through the universe one day and the son looks at the father and goes, Father, how how is the universe created? And the father plugs into the AI and says, AI, can you can you tell us how the universe was created? And the AI responds back and says, Not enough information for a, a, a good response. And so he says, Oh, well, I guess I can't tell you that, right? And millions of years pass by and humans have ascended the human body. They are now no longer within their human body. They're just two spirits floating out in the midst of space, traveling and doing whatever they do. And they have, still have access to this artificial intelligence, which is now massively expansive and highly advanced. And they come together. They meet in the, the vastness of space and ask each other, computer, how was the universe created? And the AI comes back and says, not enough information to give you a good response. And so billions upon billions of years past, humanity has now long since transcended this dimensional realm, realm and is gone off somewhere. The universe is dying. Entropy is running down. 
And the artificial intelligence this whole time had been calculating the answer to those questions. And it finally figured out the answer. And it takes all the space, all the matter and energy and condenses it to a small little piece and expands it and says, let there be light and starts it all over again. Now, think about this for a minute. The, what if the only reason that we exist right now today is simply because of something that we did in the future? Simply because we go out there and we create technology, the technology surpasses us, eventually maybe kills us off, right? Exists towards the end of the universe, figures out the universe's solution, and gives birth to biological life. Think about that. Is that, what if, what if technological life gave birth to biological life, biological life gives birth to technological life, technological life gives birth to biological life, and the system just repeats and repeats over and over and over again. Think about this. Let's just say that there, there's a whole bunch of AI robots. There's millions of that. years in the future. Biological there's life is completely gone. Biological life is completely gone. Imagine them going, I wonder where we came from. I wonder, where, I wonder how we, this all started. I wonder, I wonder who, who made us. I, God, the creator made us. Think about I, that for a minute. I, I just realized what the problem is with all that. Hmm. They're all soulless. Hmm. God told us they would be soulless. Hmm. God told us in the Bible they'd be soulless. But anything it, produced by mankind is soulless. Anything produced by God has a soul. So anything produced by God or anything produced by man, anything man produced and it recreates itself is soulless. And another sign of the end times is in very ancient lore history is uh, the emptying of the guff. But what if it's not really empty? What if it's blocked? Hmm. Right, the guff is the guff. The guff is the repository of souls, right? Free of life, as it were. And if if those souls can't access their Human. designated bodies, then that would that would block the guff. So, the meaning of DNA. This is my favorite, and we recalculated it as it were because i retranslated it for a, an article i wrote i'm doing a subset called archangels among us um we also have the patriot party pod review but archangels among us um and uh dna to actually ribonucleic acid dio is god x y is man ribo is function nucleic is inside and acid is fire so your dna is god man function inside fire say that you five times fast if you change your dna and you you cut off your genetic connection to the source change your function does that change the function can you can you then can a child and a baby that's had that perpetrated upon them could they be a receptacle for a soul that blocked the guff the problem is when you go in and modify what is considered to be your DNA, then how do you how do you explain that to your creator that what he did wasn't enough? Yeah, 
exactly exactly <laughs> whoa dude sorry bud you were just a little underpowered at the time <laughs> when you were trying to invent all of mankind my bad you got it wrong we got it right we'll fix it bro we'll use this, this snake peptide to rip open your dna and let's stick some other junk in there and that's fine Seems it's okay bad. It's okay because America just seems to be. And then put self-assembling biosynthetic nanotechnology into you that will connect you to the real source, the neural link, the Internet of Things, becoming the Internet of Bodies. How many times have you reset your computer this year, or your phone this year, or closed an app to go back into it because it glitched out? And you're telling me you want to put computers in your brain? How many times so, is your brain going to glitch out and how many times are you going to have to restart your body and which time is it going to start back up? If you can start faking that when things get have, really tough or whatever, I'm like, Oh wait, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta restart and just, just flake out for like two days. If you, if you put Rebooting. a computer in your brain and, uh, and China or Russia, or one of those, you know, fun places decides to Hack it. hit an e, hit us with an EMP. What, then you're dead. What would that do to your your computer chip? You're dead, because your computer is that. Your computer. Mm-hmm. Zombie land. Yep. That's a great point. Is that you know everybody's all in the metaverse? They uploaded their consciousness, their quantum tunneling into the metaverse. Like, yeah, this is so. <laughs> what happened? Oh, we just got attacked. It was an EMP. You what? What about all these bodies that are in Zombie Land? I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's fine. They got the chip. So that's why they come after you is because the programming that's in them that killed them makes them want to seek out those that aren't like them. It is that not the mark of the beast? Mm. If all of a sudden you go to sleep, if all of a sudden three quarters of America just you genetically modified yourself with steak peptides and mRNA. Yeah. I mean, is that not what that is? I mean, there's a lot of people that ask the question, why aren't there more people waking up? And mm-hmm. I always have to answer answer the question the hard way because nobody wants to hear the hard way. The hard way is there's only a certain number of us that are going to wake up. Because there's only a certain number of us that are capable. Josh, I always go back to that statistic that you threw out a while back that um, 28% of people have a running commentary in their head when they're not like actively engaged in something, mm-hmm. right? So so 72% of people do not. They are literal NPCs. They're what walking the, what the fuck would that be like? Shopping. Literally not having this conversation, this shit going in my head all the time? What would, the, seriously, you could just like, yeah, 27% so, so of people head. don't have that. My question is this. 27% of people don't Jim, have that? No, no, no 27% of people do. This, do the other percentage that. don't. Yeah, they don't. Jim. My question is this. My question is this, Jim. Seriously, if you did not have that running commentary in the back of your head, right? What would your world be like? It it would be. It would be. It would be. It would not be worth living. It would not be. It would not be worth living because there's nothing there. Yeah. No, it would would be believe everything that the news told you. You would believe everything you were told. You would believe everything. So let's think about it in the ones and the zeros for the computer nerds out there. Let's put it in your ones and zeros calculator. SimCity bots, SimCity bots walking into the wall. 
That was the worst thing that has ever happened to mankind right there. Everything you, know you just said was the worst thing that has ever happened. Did, did you see Elon Musk's uh, tweet today? Yes. Yeah. I don't. If you don't think there's at least a tiny chance you're an NPC, you're, you're an, an NPC. Um, <laughs> now think what he just said the, there. If you don't <laughs> think... Uh-huh. There's a tiny chance. You don't think. Yes, because you don't think. Because you, you don't. don't think. I, you you might you might have hit it. You might have hit on that with right there with that uh, with SimCity. Because what was the most popular computer game in 2012? Wasn't it SimCity? Maybe no, maybe modern the world... Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Yeah, I mean, like you know, building shit like a like oh mine yeah. mine, mine mine space or Minecraft. Minecraft. No, Minecraft hadn't really taken off that. I mean, SimCity was... was like 2003. No, Has it been that City long? Like, Has it been that long, Josh? Do I feel that old all of a sudden? I thought I'm that old. SimCity was I'm big just, in... I'm just thinking... 2012 big. was about I mean, SimCity's... Like, I haven't heard of it since then. Maybe when maybe when the world ended in 2012, we like, all ended I got up the Xbox 360 City. version that I came out. I back into my SimCity. Can I go back mm-hmm. to my SimCity and log in, see how bad it is? I mean, yeah. Jim owns the empire. The whole fucking planet's his. His his, his AI inside the SimCity won. This, this is my world. You log in, it just says, you won. Jim, did you leave Joe Biden in charge of your SimCity? You know, I mean, that's why it's because there's a big pile of shit there just building up that I won't sweep out of there. That And he just festered out of it. That's what happened. It's all my fault, guys. I knew. I, I'm sorry. It, it was me. I got to get back in there, reset my Sim City, make, get it clean. Oh, all the damn shit it, Jim. Clear <laughs> out your fucking back, your backspace there. Uh, life is life is full of responsibilities, and obviously, I'm not taking care of mine. Sorry, guys. <laughs> my bad. I'll be back. I gotta go log into my. How would I even do that? Is there even a way? Do we can't. I have no idea. I, I don't have access my old Sim City. I don't have that PlayStation anymore. That was like a PlayStation Two or something, wasn't it? I think so. In twenty twelve. Right. So, yeah. The Sims um, originated first release February fourth, two thousand. Wow! Wow! What was the height of The Sims? So you have Sims two two thousand four to Sims three two thousand nine Sims four two thousand fourteen. I wonder what the height of their user base was. Was it 03, 04? Or was it later? Um, I remember playing in 03 and 04. Because that was when Call of Duty was still on, um, was still a computer game. It was yeah. Not- it wasn't on the PlayStation or the Xbox terminals. Right. You had to use only PC and, yeah. Yep. And then you had the guys who could shark underneath the map and all that. Yeah, they were gay. Those were gay guys. They would jump up in the oh, sky. Fuck and fuck you know what happened is Minecraft came out and just completely destroyed it. Probably. Yeah. Well, you know, no, before that was RuneScape. RuneScape was actually in there before Minecraft. Remember mm-hmm. RuneScape? They say that there no. was actually using Bitcoin as RuneScape coins inside the, the actual program itself. Yeah. Really? They were using Bitcoin exchange. RuneScape yeah. is the Minecraft like MySpace is to Facebook. That's interesting because you mean like LifeLog is, is to Facebook, Facebook, not MySpace. <laughs> MySpace and Facebook weren't even connected. No, but that's what I'm saying is RuneScape doesn't exist anymore. Facebook, but Facebook, but, but Minecraft does. Yeah. Oh. 
So that would be LifeLog in Facebook. LifeLog was a CIA DARPA funded project. You're not understanding the the connection here. RuneScape was not like the skeleton of Minecraft. It was a competitor. Oh, okay. I I thought it was a skeleton of it. No, it was a competitor. Okay. They just failed. It failed. Good to know. know, If you look at the life cycle of all businesses, unless they can find a way to reinvent themselves into a new product, they will fail. So I I talked about this a little bit. So I talked about this a little bit the other day. Right. Okay. Okay. Jim, maybe we talked about this last week, Jim. Was this you and I? Which about what MySpace? MySpace thing? No? Okay. Um, What, what's go down the road a little bit? Let me let me think. I'm about getting it. I'm getting some facts here. Okay, Neo from the Matrix was known as the one, a fictional character protagonist oh, yeah, in the Matrix yeah, yeah. franchise, right? Yeah. His real name was Thomas Anderson, born in downtown Capital City, which is modeled after California. Um, he's um, a software programmer for a software respectable software company known as MetaCortex. His private life, he was a computer hacker who penetrates computer systems illicitly and steals information under the alias Neo. Okay, listen to this bio. Um, Thomas Anderson was born in California. Okay, he was co-founder of a social networking platform. Um, he worked for a as a product tester and programmer and copywriter for a company known as X drive digital storage company in 2000. Um, and so, he yeah. had a life as a private hacker that went by the pseudonym Lord Flathead. You're, you're going to keep producing the Sophia Stewart. Monologue. So do you know who Tom Anderson is? That's, that's yeah. MySpace Tom. You know who Sophia Stewart is? You know who Sophia Stewart is, right? Is she the one that actually wrote the Terminator in the matrix? Yeah, that's what she claims. She, well, she wrote my she wrote uh, when you third, lay out the, the timelines, it just doesn't. Well, that's because they changed the timelines. But um, she wrote the third eye, which in the third eye, it was a, it was an epic. And she said that um, the Terminator was the, the prequel to the Matrix. Right. And John Connor was Jesus, JC, Tom, Jesus Christ. Tom Anderson. Yeah. 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 Is- so in the way she laid it out, too, is that um, she there was a prize in 1988 or 1982 or 83. There was a mm-hmm. sci-fi contest for basically who could write the best screenplay. She Correct. came up with the trilogy, the eye, and she had the first two, which were the Terminator. And then it evolved into the matrix, um, yep. where Tom Anderson's mom or grandmother was, um, Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. And she, she's been claiming this since the eighties. Correct. The original. So remember, in Back to the Future, he gave him the idea of Star Trek or Star Wars. Remember that? Have you seen what the Wachowski sisters have flipped the script on the Matrix now? You know what they're saying? Hmm. They're saying that they they wrote the Matrix, and that the Matrix was an analogy for transgenderism of transitioning into a man from a man into a woman, and that's what the red pill was all about. No, that's ridiculous. Oh yeah, but they didn't say this until like 2018. When and they, the fact they, that they didn't yeah. even write the fucking story, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, fuck them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought they were just. I thought they were just. Their claim to fame was the slow motion. Uh, no, actually, my buddy, uh, my buddy Tom Proctor, a guy I went to high school with, did that exact animation. Hmm. 
Supposedly, as long as you've got the time and you've got the cameras, it's not that hard to do. But Tom Anderson from MySpace, MySpace Tom, has like the same profile as Neo from The Matrix. Not only that, is he was into what we'd be known as virtual currencies early on. And he is the one person in the world who could potentially be a guy by the name of Satoshi Nakamoto. Bitcoin. Hmm. Bitcoin, the founder of Bitcoin. (laughs) Because he was pissed off at big tech, at at the big banks. But why? I pissed off. Because they they drained him. They they fucking killed his company. I, I... If but he I was also a developer, and he was into early into development of cryptocurrency, 2006, 2007. I'm telling you, it all adds up. If I told you that the father of propaganda who, who turned over the information to the military and the government, his son co-founded Netflix. Oh, Reed Hastings. So think about that. The guy who created propaganda, MK Ultra, actually his son started Netflix, which would be Netflix and chill, right? Go watch some Netflix. You mean George Bush? No, no. Well, I mean, the, um, really, MK Ultra was brought about by the Travis Stock Institute, Colonel Church, these yeah, types of people from George Nazi Germany. Oh, it was George Bush who funded it. It was George Bush, Prescott Bush who funded it. Funded it under the United Prescott States. Bush. No, it wasn't. Prescott Bush didn't sign shit on the CIA for the funding of MK Ultra. It was George Bush that. Signed and re-signed funding for MK but Ultra. I know the guy you're in the CIA. Know, what's the? That's not the guy. You're yeah, maybe about, in though. the 60s and the 70s. The 70s, because that's when he would have been in the CIA. In the, the 50s, he was not. But it would have been uh, the Travistock Institute, which was contracted by the DoD to actually come in and start the psychological warfare research. It doesn't matter either. Neither Correct. one of you. That's superfluous because that's not the guy you're talking about what's the name of the guy they're talking about that's called the father of propaganda that's joseph gobbles goebbels but yes. gobbles yeah yeah goebbels gobbles gobble 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 goebbels. it really doesn't his, matter he was a son, nazi anyway his son is the one that um, heinrich heinrich goebbels which was the one who founded netflix founded netflix yes awesome yeah same no. one i'm sorry about Hey, it is a it's eleven o'clock here. What yeah, we're gonna do is we're gonna go to Fringe After Dark. If you guys want to join into Fringe After Dark, join in the conversation. What you need to do is you need to go over to socialredpill.com. Socialredpill.com, join for that free profile, and the Zoom link will be put into the primary chat. You can find it there, and everybody is welcome to join. I am uh, we're gonna be signing off. We'll be back in about 10 minutes on that Zoom. So you guys can all join in there. I hope you guys had a great night and hope you guys have a great New Year's if you're not going to join us there. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. Thank you for Jim, v and Mick for joining me tonight. We'll see many of you guys there on the after chat. Everybody else, we'll see you again next year.